everyone, and thank you for tuning in for this week's special edition of Gameware Express, where we're all crowded around this little table in our hotel room in Los Angeles, California, bringing you all the new news, games, and exciting stuff from E3 2014. Woo! I'm Adam Arinder, and I'm joined by Stephen Martin. Hey, Adam! Hey, Stephen. How are you today? Pretty good. And then uh, community manager from Hellfire Games, he's back, Mr. Ben Lewis. Thanks for having me, guys. This is amazing. What a week. What a week. It, that is definitely true. Um, we're recording Friday night. Uh, what's today? June 13th, 2014. The Los Angeles Kings just won the Stanley Cup, so if something explodes outside or there's a riot or uh, cars are being flipped over, we apologize. We're going to try to keep the noise down, but uh, let's get to it. We have a packed show today. We have a lot to talk about. We have a whole week to... I, I didn't do anything this week. I don't... You don't... You didn't... I didn't... Was well, it busy this week? I yeah, just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for this week's intro question, Ben. Yes. I'm not going to go, we're not going to go retrace everything. The press conferences were four days ago. That's old news by now. But I want to know what your favorite piece of news, favorite thing, whatever, biggest reveal from the press conference was. So, we'll each talk about our favorite thing and then move on to the games we've been playing. So, Ben, what was your favorite thing from this press conference? Okay. So, as you know, Hellfire Games worked on the PS4 E3 app. Uh, yep. For PS4, so uh, there were some hidden games behind the game, key- the virtual game kiosks uh, in that app that I knew about uh, beforehand. One of them being Bloodborne, but I didn't know what Bloodborne was. Right. And then Project Beast leaked, you know, several weeks ago, and oh, that looks like from Software's new uh, Souls game. I had no idea that both of them were the same game. Oh, that's funny. So I flipped out. Uh, when uh, Miyazaki's name came up on the screen. As did everyone else at that press conference. That was like probably the, the, yeah, the, the, the craziest moment for fans at the Sony press conference. Uh, and sure enough, Project Beast is Bloodborne. And yeah. I had no clue. Uh, it looked great, even though they didn't show the gameplay that we'd already seen on the WebM or you know, on, on NeoGAF. Yeah, it was a CG trailer they showed, which was kind of disappointing. So cool. We got to see it, and we'll get to that in a little bit. That's right. I think the Bloodborne reveal being the new... Souls game was huge and awesome, and it's a big win for Sony having it exclusive to PS4. Yeah, because they partnered with Sony Japan on that one. That's right. Why do you think they went with a different name with Bloodborne, not Blood Souls or Beast Souls or something Souls, you know? it's a good question. I don't know. Um, maybe they're just trying to go a different... But I guess maybe because there's shotguns involved in it, yeah. they're going a little bit different. I mean, you know, we saw the demo. It's very much a Souls game. Right. But maybe the introduction of guns, they just, someone decided, you know what, let's just start a new IP, even though it's very much a Souls game. I think it kind of guarantees that we'll actually still see Souls games, which yeah. excites me. Mm. I mean, well, this is a potential thing where we're going to have Bloodborne, and then maybe a year later, another Souls game? Like, that's awesome. I'll take both. Yep. I think it's gotten to the point where, can you call the Souls game a niche series at this point? Mm. I mean, kind of yes and no, because it's, it's a pretty divisive series. You either love it or you you can't get into it. Or you sort of like it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But when Miyazaki's name came up, I guess, oh, at least in our little bubble, people know who that yeah! is now. That yeah. That is a staple name, so I think they can finally, I guess, differentiate themselves from that Soul series and kind of, like, to take this in a slightly different direction with the guns and the gameplay. And but we're jumping ahead. Sure. Uh, welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks. Steven. I think a lot of what I really... What excited me at these press conferences had to do the fact that I was actually sitting in the Microsoft press conference, yeah. which may surprise some people, because yeah. I'm not typically 
a big Microsoft guy, but mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and then they announced this expansion for Dead Rising with this crazy name. I don't even remember the name. It's like every Super Street Fighter. Super Ultra Dead Rising 3. Turbo Alpha. Turbo Arcade Trim- Edition EX yeah. Plus Alpha. Alpha. I told you I was not <laughs> planning on clapping at anything during this press conference, because I don't like that. You yeah. know, press conference, you're supposed to sit there, not really mm-hmm. react. Uh, but I was I was cheering that it was it was really cool and then they dropped the bomb it's available today yeah which is my favorite thing to do at a press conference we were joking about that right now (laughs) that's right you can download it it's only ten dollars and and you know man that was a great announcement that was probably really fun trailer one of the few unexpected things that came up in these pressers because with all the leaks and all the things you assume are going to come out not really surprised me at Xbox, but I mean, when that came on, we were like, what the hell is what? this? This, this looks- is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to my friend Matthew at Hellfire, and uh, we were talking back and forth about how I think Sunset Overdrive looks like a little too weird and kind of just sort of niche and whatever. Like, I wasn't really into it. And then they showed this ten times crazier DLC <laughs> announcement for Dead Rising, and I was like, all about it. I was like, ah, this is yeah, it. This, this is like, this I love this. Obviously should be a game. He's like, so. what are you talking about? It's way crazier than Sunset. Like, nah, 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 it's fine. How about you, Adam? Um, since you went Sony, Ben, Steven, you said a Microsoft thing, I'll go with a Nintendo thing, just because, again, this year they forwent a traditional press conference and did their little digital event thing, which positive and negative effects on that. But they put on a really good show with that. I mean, they started off with, yeah. you know, Reggie, Fizame, and Awada fighting, <laughs> yeah. and then they announced that the Mii character is going to be in Smash Brothers, so te- technically Reggie... Is not going to be in Smash Bros. Anybody is. Everyone's dreams Everyone. came true. So mine yeah. pretty much the whole Nintendo digital event because they they paired with like Robot Chicken, so they had Robot Chicken skits going on in the middle. Of it. it was just really weird and quirky, but also fun. Yeah, I think they had a lot of good announcements there, and they even though they pulled their we don't have enough time to show you all these games in this forty five <laughs> minute minutes. digital event that we put together, and they kind of spread things out throughout the show, which we couldn't see because we were there, which kind of sucked. We had to read about it on Twitter, but. Just, you know, with the Smash Brothers reveal, the the Zelda, the new Zelda reveal. Captain Toad. Yep, <laughs> Captain Toad has his own game, thank God. Sure. Uh, I'd, I'd have to go with uh, just Nintendo's presentation overall with their digital event. They handled it really well. Yeah. Because it could have just been, you know, a lot of standing in front of a white screen saying, please take a look. But right. they, they decided to mix it up. And uh, that impressed me. Plus, you know, it was fun being at Xbox because that was super loud. It's yeah, great. I felt the insides of my body disintegrating uh, while I was watching, you know, the Battlefield stuff or the right. Call whatever, of Duty. Call of Duty, all of that, yeah. all of that. Base inside me. Right. So if you, for some reason, missed out on this press conference news, try to go look around some of these other sites I know are covering it. This will be a five-hour podcast if we go over all the press conference news and what we, what we got to see on the show floor. So let's uh, transition to that. Um, ben. Yeah, you flew in a little late. You had a bunch of meetings because you were actually doing real <laughs> game work here. Yep. But um, the few things you got to check out. What was your? We'll start with your favorite thing you saw this week on the, the show floor. Yeah. So from what I played, which was not much, I counted them out and I've played eight games on the floor. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> work. Thank you. In like well, your day. Yeah. My my. I, yeah. I had one kind of full day across two days. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we played uh, some of those games uh, together. We played Star Wall, uh, four-player Star Wall with one of the devs. Super fun. You know, I'd played that before. Uh, we played Drive Club. That was actually surprisingly more fun than I expected. It was less simulation-y and more arcade-y, which yeah. is great for me. Felt more like a Ridge Racer than a Gran Turismo game, which is, you know, good news for me. Um, 
I think uh, Alien Isolation was probably the thing that I got into the most that I got to play. Oh, cool. I didn't get the chance to uh, check that one out. You guys were checking out Destiny, I believe, yeah. while I was playing Alien Isolation. Yeah, so I died instantly in that demo. Uh, the, whole, <laughs> the whole demo is just you in a very intense... You're basically in, like, two rooms, essentially, with, with the, the alien stalking you, like, right off the bat. And uh, I got killed within 30 seconds just because I didn't know you you couldn't you had to stay out of the line of sight it's all about right. line of sight so you can peek over the boxes by holding L1 I didn't know this and you just immediately killed me because in, uh, in this one there's one alien stalking you right it's one not like that disaster colonial marines from uh, what a year or two ago do you think they're going to make like a hard mode where you've got pots and pans attached to you <laughs> and you're like trying to stomp around this room the old prospector just, yeah you know just I'm looking against. for gold around here and this alien's just like nope yeah, you are dead now. Uh, no, I, th- I you know, I, the, if that's the default difficulty, this game is damn hard. Uh, you die. You can't defend yourself. You're just you're constantly gonna die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, I apparently made it pretty far in that demo. The guy said, "Yeah, I got to." There's a scene where you have to get to a generator to power a door so you can escape that area. And I, I got to the generator. I turned it on, and as soon as the door opened, the alien just killed me. And I figured that was part of the demo. Like that's the natural ending of this demo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now the the guy was like, no, no, that's just you know, it's totally dynamic. You can just drop down from the ceiling wherever. You just have to stay on your toes. Uh, so it scared the hell out of me. Right. Because I had it just you know I was. Do your headphones on? I had headphones. Oh, there's yeah. there's an Oculus Rift version that was on the floor that oh, seems wow. way more. I heard that killed a few people actually. It was so scary. <laughs> they just died right on the spot. Well, Tyler Maka told us from NeoGaf told us he played it and it scared the shit out of him. Nice. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, it was really really immersive. I think I'm going to buy it just based on that demo because I love horror games. Was there? Any combat, not with the main alien, but any like uh, anything else as you go on, or is it mainly just sneak from place to place and stay out of sight and escape? Well, the reason I died in that demo is because the guy f- forgot to tell me that you can pop flares, which kind of blinds the alien right. or annoys him or stuns him so he can get away. And there's also a flamethrower I think you can pick up, but it probably doesn't do much. Uh, so I think there is some limited combat, but it's basically just to save, you know, just to buy you some time mm-hmm. to escape. You can't really do any damage to the alien as far as I know. Cool. Steven, before I get to... My, I wrote down a lot of stuff that we, we have a long list to go over, but I figure instead of just reading this list, we'll you yeah. know, start with there. Steven, what did, you, what did you like? What did you play? Yeah, um, I, you know, I feel like on Tuesday, I was most proactive in, in being able to actually play games and yeah. not just stand around. Yep. Uh, Wednesday, I didn't really do much of anything. It said a lot of long lines on Wednesday. Yeah, there were a lot of people... I, f- I feel like there were more people there on Wednesday, uh, actually on the show floor. Yeah. A lot of people probably have meetings on Tuesday, like Ben. Or they were just flying in. It's like, yeah. you know, E3, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I played I played so much stuff uh, in Sony's booth, a few things in Nintendo's booth, some of the third-party uh, areas as well. But uh, I found my way into Nintendo's booth, I think late on Tuesday, and I got to try uh, Bayonetta 2, Yep. which yeah. that is Bayonetta. I love Bayonetta. So, and I didn't, I didn't know that because I didn't get to watch the Nintendo press conference. Mm. I was standing in line to get into the show floor. Oh, so you didn't know so one did, and two were. I didn't know they were on the same package, same discs. So that's cool because I actually never finished Bayonetta. Well, now you can in 1080p, or, or I could continue to play it and then not finish it again. Yeah, so, sure. But yeah, the second game is great. I I was worried they would kind of tone down some of. Uh, the audacity of that franchise, uh, but now it seems to be yeah, it's, it may be a little worse. So, <laughs> and apparently, I'm pretty good at Bayonetta because the Nintendo girl that was doing the demo, she was like, "I've never seen anyone do this before." <laughs> they probably just tell everyone yeah, that you know every single demo. I asked if they were going to do a Bayonetta tournament that day, and she said she didn't know, but she would ask someone <laughs> later. 
Yeah. But She's just trying to do her job. I love character action. I love video games that are ridiculous and stupid and over the top, and um, you know that's what that is. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to be able to go back to that universe and play more of that game because I love that character. And I love Platinum. It's so weird, you know, because we had a Platinum game announced exclusive for Xbox One. Yeah. So it seems like PS4 is the only system on the market now that doesn't have a Platinum game that's been announced officially or one that's already come out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm going to have to deal with that somehow. Just kind of <laughs> crawl myself to sleep in a closet, you know, worrying that I'll never play a Platinum game on PlayStation 4. But It'll come eventually. Maybe one day they'll make... When Bayonetta 2 fails to sell anything, maybe they'll put it on that with a third game. Bayonetta 3... <laughs> probably not... I don't know. Vanquish 2. Yeah. Oh, my God. Vanquish 2 would be... See, they need... That's what Platinum needs to focus on right now. It's just these exclusive partnerships with, with the publishers. That way, they don't have to worry when their game fails because, you know, the, the, the first-party publisher picks up the, the tab. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and another one of my favorite things, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little later, wasn't actually playable, which was, which was uh, Bloodborne. Well, let's so, talk about it now. Okay. Let's talk about Bloodborne. So, we waited until the, the third day uh, to... Mm-hmm. to Enter the demo area of that. It was actually a short wait. I was surprised. Yeah. But they probably fit about 30 people into that little theater. And we just got to watch the developers do a little presentation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were wondering, well, why didn't they show actual video of the game in the press conference? Why did we get a CGI trailer? And I think if you sat in that demo theater, <laughs> you know exactly why they didn't show gameplay. Yeah. Frame rate. It's early. That's an early build. Yeah. They're screen sparing, and it's like one frame per second, but it looks awesome. Yeah. It is, like Ben said earlier, it is a Souls game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you kill a guy, the sound effects, the, the soul sh- animation that comes okay. out of him, mm-hmm. the only thing that's different is instead of stabbing people in the back, you just stab them right in the face in the front. And it's, yeah, it's a really cool move. You can, like, stun him with your shotgun and then stab Daddy, your I'm weapon stabby. and just rip his head off with it. Yeah. yeah. Very, that's a, that's a dark game. They they didn't lighten it up. I, everyone thought they were good. it was going to be colorful and, and rainbows. <laughs> Did you watch that trailer they showed at <laughs> the press you know, conference? So, but yeah, it is dark. And the setting is, is oh, I, I love the environments, that kind of gothic European architecture and we, I think we all got that same Resident Evil 4 vibe when these villagers up. are like walking yeah. towards this Ganados burning. Or yeah, them. I think they were even talking Spanish. I don't know. Probably, oh. probably not. No, they were probably talking in European English, maybe. <laughs> but that that game has has exactly what I was missing with Dark Souls 2. So much atmosphere. Yeah. And that's what I'm always talking about with Demon Souls. It just feels like a different world. It's like more immersive. It just feels like it's it's really dark and... I think this game's going to bring it in spades. It's going to so. be a system seller for sure. I mean, yeah. we've seen the thread on NeoGAF. It's like, you know, 29 pages in a day that were just like, yep, yeah, this is it. If if I if you don't have a PS4, it's going to be the one that you buy. They need to game. pack in a controller that squirts blood out when you die. <laughs> something. Do something crazy with I mean, that game. Because y'all know I'm not the biggest Souls fan. Not because I don't want to be. It's just like, it's hard for me to try to get into Demon Souls. But this looked pretty good. Like, when this comes out, I'll probably check it out. I mean... The little bit we saw, yeah, he had a shotgun, and he had this weird giant scythe blade thing that had two different modes. Soul cleaver, I think, is what they call yeah. it, or something like that. That's Soul what they talked about. The, you know, all the weapons are going to have basically two forms to give it more purpose. So, you, you know, this little short one-handed cleaver or two-handed cleaver can extend out so that if the enemies are farther away from you, you can have this kind of longer longer reach but it's that a, does it's a little a, less damage. It's a longer but, draw to get right. it there. So, and then that one boss that 
bird creature thing. I don't know what the hell that thing was, but it's pretty cool looking. Making interesting noises and bleeding everywhere, so that's always a plus in a game like that. And a lot of weird stuff with those villagers walking around where they were like kind of walking in a procession. And you kind of had to hang back because if they notice you, they'll probably well, eat your lunch. And then... That's the choice they made, but I'm pretty sure I'm going in just trying to kill everything <laughs> and probably die a thousand times. But... Yeah. And they showed something interesting where like an NPC player was fighting against two dudes, and you can either choose to save him. And maybe he'll help you, or you can just run by him. Is that something that happens in the Souls game? There, very that often, happens. Or? Okay. Yeah, that, that's happened before. It's like, there's okay. an NPC. There's two NPCs fighting each other. There's a boss. Then there's a real person. All of a sudden, you, know, you should okay. experience the Souls games if you haven't. We've talked about it a few times <laughs> on the show. So, but I'm sure they're going to have new things to introduce. We there's we know nothing about this game. Mm-hmm. It's so far out. You know, it's there's. Do you think that'll hit 2015, or do you think that's a 2016 release? Well, were they saying Q1 2015 or that spring? Would surprise spring, me. Right? I don't know. There's no way in hell. Probably going to get a delay, but uh, maybe you know summer. I say take their time. I yeah. don't care. I'll wait as long sure. as it takes. We've got, got another DLC hundred hours coming. of putting the Dark Souls two. That's right. Sure. <laughs> We've got three pieces of DLC coming for Dark Souls two in the meantime. Yeah. So yeah. Fine by me. Yeah. One of uh, one of my favorite things I played this uh, this week actually kind of shocked me. Uh, it's a new IP from Nintendo. We get to check out Splatoon. Right. Um, they announced at the press conference, and first of all, if you can find that, they, they interviewed the developers, who were probably like high or drunk out of their minds when they came up with this game, <laughs> because it's kind of a territory-based shooter, but you're shooting ink on the ground to you know, take control of the little arena you're in, and you run faster in your ink than the other team's ink, but if you're on your ink, you can transform into a squid, Yep, and kind of zip along, swim through the ink, and like hop in between things. It's pretty weird. I gotta be honest. When I saw this game, I just thought, "Oh, great, another one of these with the ink and the squids." And, the, and it's just <laughs> can't they do something different? You know, third person action. Wait, third person team based action squid shooter, something like genre, that. Something like based. That. No, I played it. But yeah. I don't think Ben played it. It's so much fun. I didn't. It's yeah. you know, it's a team based four v four. Kind of game. If that game had guns and realistic environments, I probably wouldn't be interested in it. But let me ask you now. I asked you this, Adam. Mm. Would you honestly pay sixty dollars for this game on your Wii U when it comes out? It really depends, I guess, if my my friends are going to. And play that's the it. same exact that's answer. Exact yeah. answer that. Yeah. So we'll see. Luckily, I have friends that probably will buy this game, mm-hmm. so that probably mm-hmm. means I will buy this game. Okay. So. I'm hope- they didn't have a lot to show because they just announced it and I talked to the guy, you know, gave us, well, we're not talking about that right now because I could see if they had character customization or gun customization. Where That's what we mentioned. We mentioned that to them. We, we want to make our characters look unique, mm-hmm. you know, and this this kind of game is perfect for that. Yeah. So. But one thing I like that is always missing like a Call of Duty game is that when you die, because you can shoot the other player and splat them, which sends them back to start, you can immediately tap on the touchscreen one of your fellow teammates mm-hmm. and jump to their position. So you don't have to like run for the respawn point. You can immediately get back into the fight. I didn't even that. I never even did that. I should have tried. Because yeah. I, I sucked pretty bad. <laughs> but you know, That's one game where that the Wii U pad actually is being used well. Yeah. Because... Yeah. So one important part of the, the little match is that you have to have 50% of the map covered in your ink. So right. you just look down at the pad really quick, and it shows you exactly what the ink layout is. I mean, that's very useful. I, they, I know they could just put that on the TV, but it's one less thing to, to clutter. Sure, yeah, so. less UI clutter, and yeah, so so you can see immediately, yeah, I need to go to this zone and start covering it with my team's ink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems cool. Also, buttery smooth frame rate. That's like 60 frames per second, which impresses me. Man, Wii U just... Doesn't stop. Everything seems to be 60 frames <laughs> per second on yeah. that system. So that secret sauce Nintendo's working with needs to be spread around. How do they do it? I don't know. I guess it's 
on a Nintendo Magic. Yeah. So. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, of course, we have a lot more to talk about. I just need to make sure this sounds okay. We're not picking up any... Uh, we already hear people yelling outside. Yeah, there are um, some hooligans out there. The building across the street actually fell over just now. <laughs> yeah. No, you're thinking of the Battlefield demo. Oh, right. And we'll Ooh. get to that on the other side of this break. So stick around. Gamer Express, we'll be right back. Let's see. Let's give the indie some love coming back from the break. We played a lot of weird, fun little indie hey games. Man, that those we'll aren't about. weird. They're those pretty are, weird. Those are like awesome. There's some weird games that we played. Plus, yeah. I know uh, Scott Bezek, friend of the show, will be proud of us. Because one thing he told us uh, last week was make sure we play some weird indie games for him. The first one we'll talk about is, uh, I know we all played together, was Starwall, just the tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love double entendres, and this game is full of them. Ben, you said you played this, what, at Fantastic Fest a Fantastic few months back? Fantastic Fest last year, yeah, I believe in October. Uh, okay. There was a, a, yeah, I was at the Alamo Draft House, so there were a lot of uh, tournaments on the on, on an actual movie screen. Star Wall was one of them. I think uh, Samurai Gun was the other big one that yep. actually took home the big award that year, but Star Wall was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think... I don't know if I met any of the devs at that, but so we were talking to two devs at their kiosk, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's totally, we were totally there, a lot of things have changed, so back then, that build that I played, it was very simple, it was just like, you've got four default narwhals, star walls, and, <laughs> and that's about it, you've, there was one level, so when we played the build uh, a couple days ago, you've got like hats that you can put on, there's a little blue shell outfit mm-hmm. for, for one of the star walls. Um, the, uh, the point of the game, yeah, you're a narwhal with a giant horn, and you have a heart on the bottom of your body yep. and you press X to move and you just kind of move and you have to spin with the joystick and press circle and you, the object of the game is to stab your opponents with your horn In the into heart. their heart and you have five you know, damage to take on that. Yeah, that's it. It's very simple, uh, kind of kind of similar to Towerfall uh, and uh, Samurai Gun kind of concept. You know, it's just four player, local, multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun, lots of oh my god moments. Yeah. You know, like a lot of freaking out and it, it's, it's the cool thing that the game does is like when someone's about to get stabbed in the heart, it goes slow, slow motion. It's really emotional, um, and yeah. So that well, I think there were four or five different levels to choose from mm-hmm. in this build, which I didn't have on the last time I played it last year. So it was really really cool for me, and uh, the, the guys were really uh, yeah. friendly. Because we were just kind of walking by it. I think we just got out of our Morpheus demo or something, and they're like, hey, we were kind of looking, I think we were looking for you at first, yeah. Ben, and the guy was like, hey, you want to play this? We were like, sure. Yes, I do. Yeah. And uh, it was great, yeah, you, like you said, there's, you can customize your narwhal, mm-hmm. starwall, you, with a hat or a body. I like, wore a sombrero and, like, a suit. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> I had a beard and a blue shell from Mario Kart, weirdly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, okay, I was a T-Rex with a cupcake body. <laughs> and um, I fell in love with this game from the logo. It's yeah. like this perfect 80s laser-etched weirdness. And, you know, it's exactly what I would expect from a game about narwhals stabbing each other in the heart. So When Steve, Steve and I first played just one-on-one, yeah. And it was a little more serious because you just had one person to focus on. Well, I say serious, you know. Oh, I was deadly serious. <laughs> and so we were just kind of going back and forth with each other. But when, Ben, you came up, we played one of the devs. It was four players. That was just pure fun chaos yeah. nonsense, 
And did they say when that's supposed to be coming out? Because what did he say? Soon. Soon. Okay. P- cool. Yeah. I think he said they're on Steam, but we played the PS3 version, but it's also coming to PS4. Sure. Yeah. The only problem, maybe they'll fix it, maybe they won't, is you can easily camp in that game if you just lay on the ground. Sure. Well, and yeah, ca- yeah. Hide your heart, which means you can't win, but I mean, you could just lay there while the other three idiots battle it out. Well, that's what one of the levels, at least the one that was constantly evolving. Some of the walls. Oh, you're right. You kept moving it around. Yeah, so that yeah. kind of fights camping. Uh, but then other levels, I think it's just it's sort of stationary. Oh, well, then there's that that level with all the little balls, that, like the little ball pits. <laughs> yeah, ball pits. Yeah, so it was called really... uh, Balls Deep, I think, or uh, something like that. Something, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, Again, with the with the pun, the double entendre. Right. Yeah, and so that's sort of a, not really an anti-camping level, but you're just going to get balls thrown all over yeah. you in that level. So it's yeah, it, I don't think it behooves you to stay in the in the corner the entire time, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, because you need to be active. Uh, another game Steven and I checked out, Ben, I think you played before because it was on PC, mm. was Nidhogg. Yes. We played that on PS4. That game has a lot of moments just like, you know, Star Wall. It's it's a lot of that screaming, like, last oh second, God! I got! But yeah. it's fun. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go too far into Nidhogg because people have probably played that. But if you haven't, it's um, like little pixel dudes running back and forth on this long screen with swords. Cardor, yeah, sort of a fencing type thing but you can also do jump kicks and rolls and all kinds of weird like Prince of Persia type yeah. of throw your sword you can throw your sword yeah and you can go low low medium high you can block and, and parry and stuff kind of yeah it's, it's it's surprisingly deep for such a simple game yeah so you stab your, you stab your opponent so you can run ahead in the corridor because you have to get to the end of yep. your side of the corridor but he always respawns eventually so you're constantly going back and forth uh, Steve and I, I guess play a little best out of three Series and I killed him the first time. He really quick. the second time, <laughs> but that third game we played no lie at least five or seven minutes, just back and forth, back and forth. By and then we intense. had the mechanics down, I guess, yeah. and it was just right. kind of a game of luck at that point. So, yep. Uh, so that was really fun. We also played something kind of similar to that, uh, Apotheon, which is kind of this like Greek, ancient Greek, ancient Roman setting. Lots of different weapons, but basically the same idea. You're in this small arena, and you're just trying to kill each other with what's laying around. But graphically, it looked very similar to Nidhogg, mm-hmm. and you could pick up a boulder and throw it at each other. The boulder's what? like a one-hit kill, Guarantee it takes a one your head kill, off. Or get you... these arrows that can explode after it hits you, mm-hmm. it just times off a little bit. Well, so, get so, a mace. So you have like a health bar in this game? Uh, not a bar... I mean, if you got hit once with an arrow, you could kind of see it stuck in you, and you kind of slowed down and kept going. Oh. But once after after a couple of hits, your guy kind of got dismembered and and fell through the level and so died. First person to get five kills wins, basically mm. type mm-hmm. deal. So. Okay, but it's more. It's not just a single corridor. Like he said, it's kind of an arena. The one we played in was like a temple, so you could jump on top of the temple, and there are statues on the side. You can like pull the statues, long spear from, and like stab from across the. The level was really fun. It was a blast. I mean, those three games are some of the most fun I've ever had at E3. Uh, and <laughs> I think good. that speaks a lot for you know what this indie community is doing right now. And, and what they're doing with games that are not just single-player experiences or even online. I, I love the fact that it's you know, 3, 4, 20 guys sitting on a couch having fun playing games. So. And they're really easy to pick up and learn, which I like. A lot of people call this E3 the E3 of 2015, because a lot of the stuff they're showing isn't coming out until next year. Sure. But to me, it's like the E3 of co-op is coming back. Mm. Like couch co-op, I mean. Right, because right, a lot right. of these little games we're playing, it's just like when we were back in college, you know, drink yeah. the beers, 
playing playing Smash Brothers with my roommates, like I always did. In you can college. physically assault them. <laughs> you can physically assault them instead of just you know talking about their moms online. Yeah, so it's not it's not just indies, right? There are some AAA games that are bringing back couch co op as well. Obviously, Smash. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, so. We all play Diablo Three Ultimate Evil yeah. Edition on PS4. Does that have local co op? Yes, think it, it does. does have local co op. I don't know. I don't know if it's more than two players, but that's it's better, better than least nothing. Because Steve cool. and I played that together, and that's the first time I've ever experienced a. Diablo game. What? what? Get the hell out of here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I never had a computer growing up that's worth a shit. We've had this Man. conversation. You don't need a computer worth a shit to play Diablo 2, because uh, that game is like a thousand years old. I can play it on my calculator, probably. Yeah, Diablo was on PlayStation 1, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, which required mm-hmm. two memory cards for one game save. <laughs> kind of a weird thing with that. It probably didn't play that well on PlayStation 1. As I well don't... as it could. Okay, but yeah, yeah I mean... Th- this one really felt because I played Diablo three. Uh, I played through it a couple of times on on Mac uh, mm-hmm. last year when it came out, or what, two years ago at this point. Yeah, um, and uh, I was kind of skeptical, like to see how well it translated over to console. But it, this version, to me, felt like it was made for console. You know, they added the roll to the right stick, and, yeah. and all the buttons were mapped out perfectly. It felt like Diablo really belongs on consoles versus mm-hmm. PC to me. I think it works better on console. I agree completely. I uh, so. I was interested in Diablo three when it first came out on PC, but once I heard there's a console version coming out, I'd rather sit on my couch and play on my 50-inch TV than my little computer. Plus, after playing it, with the, the way it's mapped to the controller, like you said, that works really well. Perfect. I've heard many things about it when it came out on PS3. And uh, did they, did they announced a date for that on PS4, right? They did. It's September 19th, I think. That Somewhere sounds about right to me. 19th, one of those. Yeah, it's one of Late those September. Dates, so. so we played that. Um... Steve and I played some Smash Brothers since we were talking about Smash Brothers. Ben, did you get a chance to play that at it, all? Smash isn't my thing. I watched a few matches and it looked exactly like more Smash Brothers, which yeah. I know is what the fans want. I don't really, it's not my thing. I really suck at this game. <laughs> I kept like jumping off the edge, uh, trying to attack someone, and just, just rushing. Like I, I played Little Mac, because he was really overpowered. You know, the mm. first match we played, the, the dude that was Little Mac was just tearing everybody up. It wasn't even close. So I was right. like, okay, I'm going to use Little Mac next time and I'm gonna get that fucking t-shirt <laughs> but I kept like dashing with this insanely fast powerful punch you know 30 feet off the screen and just okay well negative one I'm can't sorry. you just like quadruple jump and then uppercut and no jump no four more Mac times? is not an error Mac falls like a brick because yeah. his his strings is being strategy. on flat land and that first level we played was his arena the boxing ring where there are no there's drops. no edges so that's why he well, there have to be killed edges, it but yeah well it's, it's, it's off the screen right yeah but so I lost a whole bunch. Smash is awesome. I'm really bad at that. I game. got second five times in a row. Finally, my sixth <laughs> match. And you had to get first place to get a, a token to get a shirt. Yeah, is that correct. Yeah. Eh, come on, don't be stingy with that merch, man. It's <laughs> Smash Brothers. Everyone, want, well, you know, sure, whatever. I guess that was a big hit. They had mm-hmm. how many kiosks did they have for that game? At least 20? ten. I was I was gonna say double that. At least so. ten. no, you're right because they had four. Yeah, they had at least 15, if not 20. You're Jesus. right. Jesus. Yeah. And if you walk through the Nintendo booth, usually there's so much signage for a bunch of different games. But this year, there's only really two things of major signage. It was Splatoon and it was Smash. Unless you came from the back end of the hall and walked towards, you saw, you Mario, saw Maker. Mario Maker. Mario Maker, yeah. Smash had, on all the columns, there were these huge you know, the character characters from Smash. Plus there so. was, what, a 200-inch TV screen they had a maybe big, playing yeah, they had a Smash Brothers? Largest screen I've seen. Yeah, uh, in Nintendo's booth at least. So I know uh, Vaughn loves Smash. And he went and played it, so we'll probably get to more in-depth Smash talk next week. When, That's uh, right at, at Best Buy Smash Fest. Yeah, right? that happened. Um, well, Saturday. Well, it'll happen again. It happened last Wednesday. And it'll happen again it'll on happen Saturday. Saturday. 
like tomorrow, tomorrow slash today because technically it's Saturday in Baton Rouge now because we're recording late Friday on the West Coast. Right. Um, so we'll get more into that there. Well, I did play the 3DS version as well. Oh, um, I didn't know that was on the floor. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Hmm. It, uh, I didn't play that. Wait, it's yeah. coming out first, right? So of course it. It right. got delayed to October. Okay. Because they first they said summer. Mm-hmm. And I said June twenty seventh as the date, but they pushed it back to October third because which was the date I guessed, right? I think that was. I think yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. Hmm. But I, they, I played the what was it Temple Run, Speed Run. I don't know. That's an iPhone game. Smash Run. Yeah. Okay, they just put that in there. Yeah, I played through that. That was weird. Well, first of all, it was weird adjusting to the controls on a 3ds hmm. because I'm used to either playing with my 64 controller or even a GameCube controller, where. Um, anyway, but <laughs> adjusting it took a couple minutes to adjust to playing on the uh, 3DS because A and B are more slanted at a different angle than they are uh-huh. on the N64 controller that I'm used to, and I'm used to hit and jump on the C buttons or on X and Y on the GameCube, which is more up and to the right instead of up to the left. Anyway, yeah. so you, you run. I was running through the things. You're killing enemies, kind of subspace emissary kind of deal from Brawl. That's made up words. Right. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Sound right. Where you can boost your stats, and then it kind of throws you into a random type of um, Smash Arena against four players. The one I got was a 300% battle where everyone had 300%. So since I was Kirby, I was just a dick floating above everybody, just smashing down <laughs> my down B and just sitting everybody flying. This game is rated M, by the way. Right. Not right. Nah. Yeah. But I thought it looked good. Good for you know for being a 3ds game running Smash rated M for more Smash Brothers yeah oh right. uh, yeah ah, pretty good on there yeah. the only thing with the 3ds version was uh, sometimes if the camera would zoom out too much and everyone would be really tiny dots you have that problem other. sometimes on a big screen playing like the the like melee or brawl but on the 3ds version not not so you, as good you have to use the slide pad or can you use the D pad to move around because that slide pad I mean if I'm getting a heated gaming session it just I honestly uh, don't know the answer to that question yeah, I, I think really I mainly use the slide pad I don't know if I try to use the D pad hmm I'm honestly not sure better go back maybe it's still have a setup somewhere in there <laughs> <laughs> um let's see let's talk about VR okay. yes yep Yep. Uh, Steven and I both got to try the Oculus demo for, uh, for I think for the first time for both of us, right? Yeah, it was the first time I. Ben, you have a Series One dev kit in your office, right? That's correct. Yeah, DK One. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, we we got it last year, I guess. You know, when uh, we, through the Kickstarter uh, the first time around, and uh, you know, we just downloaded a bunch of various demos. I wanted to do uh, Surgeon Simulator 2013, but we didn't download <laughs> one. You know, I played a couple of demos. There was a horror game and. Uh, didn't do the roller coaster or the Tuscany demo, but you know there wasn't a whole lot out there back then. Now there's right. a million cool yeah, yeah, yeah. things, but yeah, I wasn't really blown away by the fidelity. The screen was kind of blurry, and mm-hmm. you know, it was, but it was this cool tech. Yeah, I haven't you? So the the one that was at Oculus at E3 was the Crystal Cove, right? Or, or there were a bunch of there were about twenty different setups. Uh, well, five different stations, four setups each station, so you had a different game. Mm. I played Super Hot. Right, uh, the Kickstarter version, which I was, I did Kickstart. I am excited for. It didn't really translate as well on Oculus, I don't think, hmm. just because uh, that game. If you don't know, they shoot the bullets at you. Time only moves when you move. Right. It was kind of cool getting to watch a bullet fly by me. I turn my head and see it go. But other than that, I mean, I'm just walking forward and I'm gonna shoot a gun. Sure. The Oculus itself. I have a big head, so it was hard <laughs> to uh, hit adjust a little bit. It was still kind of clumsy. Kind of felt. Top heavy or front heavy, whatever you want to say. Right. And I didn't have the best vision. Steven kind of played something cool what he was describing to me. Um, yeah, I played the game that I actually wanted to play on the demo, uh, which was Valkyrie, which is the Eve, Eve Online 
persistent, I don't know, space sim shooter that's set in the Eve universe. Right. So while four, other four people players. are playing Eve. So yeah. so, yeah, it's just like an old school 90s-esque, you know, space shooter. And the reason why I wanted to play that game with that headset on, with that VR tech, is to me that is like the perfect idea of a game that I can play. Because I'm in a cockpit, mm-hmm. I've got things set in front of me. And then I can look around into space, and it was fucking awesome. It was so cool. It's, it's exactly what I want to experience with that kind of tech. I, I mean, playing super hot on that seemed like a cool thing maybe for a minute, but yeah. I could not see myself playing like a first-person shooter uh, on something like that for too long. I don't know. Maybe hmm. if you just Plus, make it a different style of shooter, which Plus, is what super hot is. The super hot demo was actually kind of difficult, so I kept dying and starting over, and after a couple of times, I was like, I just take this thing off my head. I don't want to do this anymore. Right, yeah. But no, the, the the Valkyrie seemed really cool because, like you were saying, you're moving around in space. You can look around at all the different things that are coming at you. That that to me is a perfect. Type it felt of like demo. something that I could have done at Epcot Center in the mid '90s. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like Disney Quest. So cool. Disney it was Quest. cool. It was fun. So I got to do the Valkyrie demo on Project Morpheus. Okay. Um, so we all played uh, some Morpheus thing. I had an, an appointment at noon, so they had let me play all three games. Uh, so they had the day that we went right. They had the castle, which. Uh, I played that one. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon tried to play it, the, uh, you know, last week, and it was terrible. So because yeah. he's just bad at video games. Yeah, you get a move controller in both your hands. You have a kind of du- test dummy and knight's armor in there. You're kind of punching him, grabbing him. You have swords, you're swinging a mace around him. You're shooting a crossbow at him. Just kind of those things. Yeah, it's it's more of a tech demo just to say like you know, well, you can look down into your hands, and if you pull on the triggers, your hands open and close, and it's mm-hmm. just it's kind of like a cool intro to the tech. Uh, and then the guy did tell me hmm? I was the only one who took the crossbow and tried to shoot my other hand. I figured it just gone through because you're not supposed to do that, but the arrow actually bounced off my little gauntlet. Amazing. He he was impressed. They thought of everything. Two months of QA testing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I played the castle and then I moved on to um, the yeah the Eve demo and that was really cool. I was the only one who scored a kill out of all four players. And oh man, I took down like four or five other ships. Was that, that a yeah. A competitive multiplayer kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, it's 2v2. Or? Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so you're actually playing with, with three other live Morpheus players. Uh, so that was really cool to test, and yeah, it felt really cool. Uh, you're actually using a, a DualShock 4 instead of move controllers, so that just felt better to me. I liked being able to, to use several different buttons to like lock on with missiles and shoot you know my cannon all at the same time. Uh, and it felt really good. And then the third demo was uh, Jurassic Encounter, which wasn't is more of a tech demo. But it kind of showed off like other things that you can do sensory wise. So they had a huge subwoofer under the chair, or at least it felt like it. Um, and it basically, you just have a branch, and you're out in like some prehistoric valley, and you know there's like a, a big mosquito that flies by, and you can swat it with the branch, and then you see some smaller dinosaurs come over, and you can kind of feed it some leaves, and then eventually a, a raptor shows up, and then a T-Rex shows up and eats the raptor, and then it just roars and eats you. you know, like, so <laughs> just whatever. It's kind of like like in Castle, you know, the dragon just shows up and eats you, and that's the end of the demo. But the cool thing, the differentiator with that one was the the bass, like the just feeling the bass when mm-hmm. the dinos were walking by. It was just really immersive, and it felt really cool. And that was by Supermassive Games, and I that sounds familiar. I don't know what have, I don't know what those guys have done, but um, so are we going to be wearing like those weird? base vests from the yeah. mid-90s and, and trying to get that full immersive experience while we're... My other question is, like, are we going to need a buddy every time we want to play this to get get the 
headset set up and all the wires around me, like, hand me the control. How is this even going to work if it's just me? Yeah. I I don't have friends and I'm, like, alone in my apartment. You put the visor on, you can't see anything but the game, and you have to kind of reach around for the move controllers. Yeah, I guess you just have to know. Once you sit down, you go, okay, I'm going to put the move controllers two feet in front of me. Like, (laughs) I know where they're going to be. And then you're still going to have to feel around. This is the same thing with with Oculus. Uh, When we were setting it up on our PC at, at the office, we are like, okay, well, can't see anything. Someone else, please run the demo now and like, just put my hand on the mouse. There it is. Okay, the keyboard. Where the hell is WASD? I, just have to, <laughs> I, I think this is it. <laughs> so you have to kind of mess around. So it, you know, with keyboard and mouse, it's more awkward. But if you have just a DualShock 4, you just pick up one controller and you're yeah. good to go. So I think that'll be a good way to do Morpheus stuff. But I was really impressed by the tech, uh, more so than the DK1 Oculus. But again, I haven't tried Crystal Cove or DK2 yet. Uh, I'm, I've heard they're pretty similar, but from... All accounts, uh, Morpheus seems a little bit better. Plus, it looks cool. You, you look like a Daft Punk robot when you have it on. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree that the the hardware itself just looks slick. Yeah. Sony yeah. knows how to make a Good. thing. Yeah, yeah, I, it's just a prototype. I was more impressed with the Morpheus. It felt better on my head. It wasn't as front heavy, so my, I felt more natural. More natural with you know fucking visor on your head. <laughs> I could just see myself walking around town with that, like not even playing anything, just like looking really cool. And people yeah. are like, "Who's this guy from the future?" It's Daft Punk. Yeah, it is. So. The only thing with uh, with Morpheus is there's a lot of stuff going on at that table at the demo. I mean, obviously it's still in development, so mm-hmm. they might eliminate some of this. But you had your PS4, you had your camera plugged in, you had another little box, I guess, powering the Morpheus. Cables running from that, the Morpheus on your head. You had two move controllers. Headset. Headset. All plugs this, into the Morpheus. Yeah. Carpet to stand on. you got to like install that. Yeah. Just, All this stuff going on just seems a little cumbersome to have in my entertainment center, you know, in my living room. Sure. So I think... Um, I only plan on playing this at these conventions, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about dealing with any of this nonsense at home. I think that the, the final retail version... There may be two different versions of Morpheus when it goes public, but I think there's going to be... The first edition will have like a 20-foot cord, and then there will eventually be a wireless version. So that'll help a little bit. The latency is going to be a nightmare on Hey, they've got top men on it. Top men. Right, we saw them. Because uh, the only thing with both of these types of devices is they can tout that, yeah, this image is in 1080p, but when the screen is an inch from your face, 1080p isn't anything. You need to be pushing that resolution higher, and I just don't know how much power in these machines you need to do that. You almost need a PS4 per eye right. to get the resolution you need. If only we had some kind of console with VR that could tap some kind of unlimited potential of, of resources from some, like, I don't know, online thing where <laughs> maybe the, the, the system itself doesn't have the power, but you can grab it from from millions of servers all over the world. It just doesn't hmm. seem like it's realistic. Nah, so it's it's not like a cloud thing or something. I don't know. Oh, Lord, Stephen. Speaking of the cloud... Uh, let's move over to Microsoft and what we saw yeah. at Xbox. I the first game when when I got into the Microsoft's booth, I was like, okay, I got to play Fantasia because I love Connect. And so you're probably much. one of the three people who said that in the entire convention. And let me tell you what, there were <laughs> two hour lines for these games that I never want to play. Fantasia had no line. It was like, yeah, Steve's here. Let's just walk right up and play it. Yeah, your buddy Eric Pope was manning the station. He was. It was good to see Eric Pope from Harmonics. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Adam, or Adam and I, uh, did enjoy a quick demo. He already played it. It was first, my first time playing it. Well, I played it last year, and the focus on last year's demo is a lot different than the focus on this year's demo. Yeah, the last year it was all like this world building and, and these narr- I don't know, narrative, I don't, it's yeah, a music game, of. right? Like, it's well, just, about the I put art my and arm the around the flowing of, of the world of Fantasia. And this year is just pick a song, wave your arms, play it. 
So I picked the song, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Eric Pope immediately facepalmed, and it was like, not again. <laughs> I think he cried a little. And not only was Bohemian Rhapsody boring to play, yep. um, there just was it didn't it wasn't fun, and I did terribly. It's also about eight minutes long. Yeah, yeah, probably thirty minutes. So yeah, and two days later we went back and played a I played a more fun song with just me and Eric Pope. I don't remember the song fun. that it was. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> so and that was great. That game's a blast. It looks dumb. Yeah, uh, when you're just you, watching, uh, you doubted. I did, man. I was like, that's stupid. Connect is stupid, and I don't want to play that game because Harmonix is terrible. <laughs> um, not really, but nah. actually playing it, it was fun, and playing it with a friend is fun. Yeah. So it sounds stupid on paper, but so many games do. So many games that are fun to play sound really dumb or look stupid, but then when you actually get your hands on it, maybe it still is. But this one wasn't. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I, the first time I played with you, when we were playing Bohemian Rhapsody, the Connect had some problems picking me up. Yeah, who'd have thunk there were some like sent, there was some issues with it picking up our movements? I was shocked. Some, sometimes with that, sometimes it was picking up somebody behind me too. Yeah, where, where do those people off? come from? There's I a big no wall idea. behind us. I don't oh. even know how it was finding these other people. So, it, I, you know what I loved? How, you know how to pair, how to make it two player, turn to each other, shake hands. What? Yeah. That's pretty cool, right? That's pretty. Just, yeah. So it was just single player, and then me and Eric Pope shook hands. Now two player. Hmm. So bringing people together, yeah, physically touching. Harmonics is the only one that can seem to make the connect. You, make you interact with the Connect easier because with original one on 360, Microsoft had that thing where you just held your hand over the square for like five seconds and yeah. eventually selected harmonics with Dance Central. You raised your arm up when you you, sw- no, you swipe to the left, mm. and that's how you select your songs at Dance Central. And that's way easier than just sitting there hovering, hoping you don't move your arm. Right. So that that handshake thing that's actually pretty cool. Um, Steve and I waited in line for about an hour to check out Sunset Overdrive. That's a video game. A game I was excited for when they you know, kind of teased it last year, and they showed it this year. Insomniac's new game, exclusive to Xbox One. Mm. They were showing off their eight-player uh, kind of horde mode multiplayer co-op thing. How was that? I think it was a little much. There's a, there a lot going on. I didn't know what I was doing. I, it, I it's, it's a tough game to just throw you in there and say go. Because the whole point of that is you're supposed to constantly be moving, constantly be grinding on the rails, never be touching the ground, which they emphasized many times in that video the they showed over line. and over again. Yeah, that, they, while we were waiting They told us before we started playing, you know, if you're walking on the ground, you are not playing this game correctly. Ah. Sounds like you Titan constantly need to be moving on a line like Tony Hawk or Jet Set Radio. And you jump with A and X is like your grind button, which is really hard to do while you're also trying to fly around, pick up the the mutants that were, you know, the infected mutants and shoot things. Aim and shoot while you're doing all yeah. this. They kind of have a little target system where it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just kind of pull the trigger when there's a red reticle on somebody and it'll shoot. Um, fortunately for me, my demo crashed after about three minutes of playing and it was about an eight minute demo. Uh, so you waited an hour to play a game that lasted for maybe two and a half minutes, yep. and then you kind of stood there. Yep. Yeah. Got to meet Ted Price, though. Insomniac. Yeah, Ted Price was hanging out by our demo station. That was cool. Yeah. And, you know, seeing him play the game effortlessly during the press conference, I kind of leaned over uh, to Adam, and I was like, there's no way in hell he's actually playing it. Because he... So, he was I don't doing know, a lot of really cool things without... It, it had to have been some kind of... Semi-scripted. Pre- oh, not semi-scripted. Just It was basically a video of someone had like put together all the sequences. And he just sequences. pretended he was playing it. But I think I would really enjoy that game as a single-player game. Yes. Like, playing by myself and not having to worry about uh, what my seven friends are doing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but then again, the more you play the single-player, I bet the easier that multiplayer mode would be because you actually know what you're doing. You're used to the mechanics, yeah. For me, I just don't know what that game is yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know it's just like wacky, do whatever you want, you're always grinding and it doesn't just look fun, but what is the game? I mean, you're shooting energy drink zombies 
lots of them. It's kind of like a Dead Rising vibe meets uh, Jet Grind Radio, yeah, I guess, exactly. to me. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the, the world's been infested by these creatures that were drank that energy drink and became kind of zombies and there are factions that are wacky that are trying to kill you or take over the city and you got to stop them with the zombies going on i actually really like the design and the characters and i think the story is kind of interesting i mean just it doesn't take itself seriously and i'm into games like that and one thing that insomniac's done great over like all their old games is they make crazy weird weapons i mean that's Mm -hmm. why ratchet and clank is is how you know what it is today it's because the weird i was shooting exploding teddy bears which you can do sure. that in Dead Rising. You know, it's not no. really, you know, Different things, too, in the in the trailer, like when you shot somebody and their head exploded and blood went everywhere, the blood was outlined with ouch. Right. And, you know, you shoot a, a nuclear bomb and it says pow. Sure. It's just little things like that. It's just, it's colorful and it runs well and stuff like that. So I was surprised at how well the single player runs. The frame rate's great. and But that's another thing that's kind of troublesome in the multiplayer is there's there are frame drops all over the place it is you could argue the game's not done same with when we're talking about bloodborne that's why i'm so surprised the single player runs as well as it does like it is it's buttery smooth but that's out this year right sunset overdrive yeah it should be Mm -hmm. yeah okay so year's half over so it's (laughs) probably going to the crunch right now yeah they've got plenty of time to optimize but not a whole lot if it's out there's only so much you can do with eight people playing the game at the same time i don't expect it to be 60 frames per second they'll be lucky to to target 30 on that sure but it was fun yeah from the little bit i got to play (laughs) Okay. Cool. Kind of jump on every everything is uh, bouncy and trampoline like. You can jump off cars like it's a trampoline. Bushes. <laughs> uh, if you jump onto like an air conditioning unit, it of course it's bouncy, and then you float up into the air really high. Um, so yeah, it's a really silly game. Very colorful. I think it could be cool, but I just you know, don't put me into an eight player multiplayer mode. So yeah, they handed out little cards that showed you you know what your controls were. Like, all right, I'm not looking at this at all. So like, <laughs> they also had, at those. They handed out the actual energy drink, right? They've got they yeah. So it. when the demo was over, you got yourself one of those energy drinks. Turns you into a mutant, so you better uh, not drink it. I drank it. How was it? It tastes like an energy drink. <laughs> so kind of orange, like yeah. That's no. Fun. As I'm drinking my energy drink right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Uh, and then last. This is out right now, so if you have your Xbox One and a copy Down of Dead Rising 3, day. you can get your own experience. But we all got to play Super Dead Rising, Ultra, Max, whatever. Turbo Alpha Plus, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I never played Dead Rising... Well, uh, 3. I played Dead Rising 1 a little okay. bit on 360. So you own 3? Yeah, I own 3. But you never played never it. played it. Yeah. I had a problem with Dead You're Rising busy. 1's save system... And the way what? the game controlled, man, and save system perfect. Go into the bathroom to save. You cannot save anywhere <laughs> because that's a fucking cop out. The whole point of Dead Rising <laughs> is you've got to stay in the constraints, the rules that, that they create for Terrible you. Terrible escort missions, shitty controls. The uh, shitty controls because you're trying to use guns. Go you're, over here. You never and use a gun. In Dead Rising. And anyway, well, you use that chain gun on those dudes. No, yeah, that. That was those right. guys in that that army jeep out in that courtyard. The right? early end game of the original Dead Rising is kill Adam the Clown to get the double chainsaws. Once you get the double chainsaws, <laughs> stack it with the three books that make it last twenty seven times longer, and then you're unstoppable. <laughs> it's yeah. that simple. Yeah. So um, but I love the time mechanic. I'm sorry. We, we'll do it. We're Dead not here to talk about Dead Rising. No, we're here to talk right. about Super Ultra Dead Rising, which is like an arcade game. Yeah, it's not Dead Rising. It's like these. Le- it's like levels. So it's it reminded me. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a challenge system, right? So I and you just dress up as as iconic Capcom characters. I was I was Ryu. 
Yeah, Steven, you were BB Hood. I was BB Hood. I was Felicia, and it's hilarious because mm-hmm. it's just like it's just a dude wearing a full cat suit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds just like he would normally, but he's saying things that Felicia would say. Yeah, yeah. And so when I played it, I played it for about ten minutes, and it was just like kill fifty zombies doing whatever you want to do, and there were just icons everywhere on the map, so you could just jump into a vehicle and start running running zombies over, or you get all these power ups, you can call in an airstrike, you know, at the drop of a hat. So I didn't do the airstrike. Oh, I, man, I got that. like four of them. Huh. Well, that was the part where it said kill 750 zombies. So yeah, I had this, I don't know, I don't know, it was like a bulldozer that had flames coming out of it, mm-hmm. so I just used that. Yeah. So that, that was just, I like when developers can not really make fun of themselves, but make light of what they do. I mean, obviously Capcom with Ultra Street Fighter 4 just came out after Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition 2012. And they kind of did it with that. I mean, with Blood Dragon last year with Far Cry 3 mm-hmm. kind of being this weird one-off spin-off. I liked, I like developers who can do this. And it, it's just, someone gave the budget. Someone pitched this and yeah. gave them the budget to do it. And they said, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see Capcom just having fun and being awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? We talked to the developer, which is, I think, a Canadian studio. And they had to get permission from Capcom uh, Japan to use those characters in this crazy over-the-top ridiculous and they were just like yeah go with it just yeah. go as crazy as you can mm-hmm. use whatever you want we're gonna let you do it because cool. like as Ryu I can hit a button in Hadouken or I can you know Dragon Punch and things like that and Steven was BB Hood so he pulled out guns kicking out cakes watching them explode throwing yeah. apples at people I mean <laughs> so it's not just costumes each character plays differently yeah and they have their signature moves from all those franchises so I loved it it was so much fun uh, and I loved how it was like a different experience from Dead Rising. Like I said, it was like almost Final Fight esque because you're going in these zones that look exactly like it's from Final Fight, and you have different. Uh, well, I'm talking about the map. So the map, right, 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 you right, may know, right. yeah. So and in every area, you've got different goals. Like you have to rescue these little pixelated uh, survivors. You've got to find nine of them in this huge area, and, and at that point, you realize which this is the case in Dead Rising. The zombies are just there to slow you down. Dead Rising 1 and 2 were not about let me kill a million zombies. It was let me get past these quickly right. so that I can do what I'm supposed to be doing. And this kind of brings a little bit of that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so much fun. I actually asked one of the guys uh, manning the booth if it was coming to the PC version. And, of course, he shot me down. He said, no, this is Xbox One exclusive. We'll see about that. I mean, we'll see about that. Yeah. Because, Could be timed. Yeah, exactly. But if, if you own Dead Rising 3 and you like that game, download it awkward. Oh, it's so good. Ten dollars. Ten bucks. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, waste your money on something else. <laughs> Crap game. This is awesome. I would buy it, yeah. And then, um, oh wow, we got horns blazing, people yelling out there. Yeah, it's, it sounds like there's a riot going on outside. <laughs> and there probably will be. Uh, the last game I want to talk about in this little segment is actually the first one I played. Um, another sequel coming out later this year. Uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax added some new characters, new gameplay-ish. Ben, you, did you check that out at all? No, Are you a you Persona know, fan, uh, fighting game fan? Not really. I remember checking that out at the booth last year, and for, you know, I played three rounds or something like that, and it's like, yeah, that feels like Guilty Gear with Persona characters, which it basically is, right? Is it the same developer? Or Blue? Yeah, I believe so. One of those. Yeah, it's Blue's developer. Yeah. Uh, Steve, did you play it? Nope. Am I the only one that played that? You were the only one that... I stood in a long line for an hour and a half in that booth and watched people play it. That's true. Um... So yeah, I uh, it plays a lot similar to the uh, the first Persona 4 Arena, mm-hmm. except now there are shadow characters. Like you can choose your normal character or your shadow character, and it has new fighters. You know, Risa Kuchikawa, Junpei, uh, Ken, who is like an older version of Ken, and um, from Street Fighter. Yeah, from Street Fighter. Sweet. No, from Persona 3. Oh yeah, I forgot. About that one. <laughs> 
a new character, and it still looks really pretty. I'm still not very good at it. I wanted to, my first time I played with this guy, I want to try out Rise or some of the new characters, and he goes and fucking picks Yukiko, who's way overpowered, and wins tournaments and just rape me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I saw you playing a new player. I just wanted to win. I was like, thanks, guy. Cool. Wow. <laughs> so is it still basically a visual novel wrapped around? Yep. Yeah. So I, it ben, ben probably already knows, or if you don't know, uh, the Persona fighting game is basically just a visual novel. Right. Yeah, and then there are fighting sequences. Lots around. and lots and lots of There's dialogue. There's a ton of reading in that game. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't play fighting games for the story. Well, that's why I played Street Fighter for all those years. But <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that'll be fun. I'll pick it up. I will buy it if, but I don't know because the last time I tried to buy it, it didn't work on my PS3. Oh, so yeah, maybe the I won't buy it. Thing. Yeah, it's like the only region locked PS3 game on the planet uh, is Persona Four. You know, okay, arena. And so yeah, you can't you can't play it out of region. That's the old Japanese PS3. Yeah, I have a Japanese PS3. Mm. I can, so maybe I buy a Japanese. You don't copy. have a US PS3? No, I have a launch sixty gig Japanese PS3. Yeah, it's region free, right? So who cares? Well, Except for this game, that game is region mm. locked. So and I've I've asked them on Twitter if the expansion is reading the anything. Nothing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Thanks, no Atlas. Atlas know, right? Atlas's Twitter account isn't very good at replying to people. At least the few times I've tweeted at them. Well, they might have a, a separate account for a community manager or something. That's true. Support. I will ask them again, and they probably will not answer me. It just uh, means that it is region locked. <laughs> I was a little sad because Persona Q or Persona Dancing All Night was not playable. Yeah, what's up with that? That was on the the badge that everyone got, and yep. it wasn't on the show floor. They had a picture, like a. There's a video. There's a video. Okay. No. They announced the price for. There's a, there's a well, yeah, it's fifty bucks. Fifty comes with Eleven tarot cards, or there's an eighty dollars collector's edition, which comes with the soundtrack, which usually Atlas games come with for first run, as well as an art book and some like uh, badges or pins or whatever. So, and then there's also a collector's edition for Persona Four Arena Ultimax, but not much, not many details were included with that as of right now. Hmm. So, yeah, the God, they're getting louder out there. Well, let's take hmm. another break. On the other side, we're going to come with the AAA titles, some of the bigger names from E3. So that'll be some fun things to talk about. Stick around. Gamer Express will be right back. So let's get into some of the heavy hitters of this year's uh, E3, some of the AAA titles we played. Um, Steve and I waited in line for about an hour and a half, about an hour longer than I wanted to, to check out <laughs> Destiny. Yes. Um, Bungie's obviously new shooter, $500 million budget. Put in the Games ain't while. cheap, bud. You're right. So, so what do you think, Steven, getting your hands on? I know you're not a big shooter fan, not a big I Halo fan. I am not a big shooter fan. That game was fun. Yeah. We got to play their, uh, I guess, what was it like, uh, control point? Yeah, so you multiplayer get flags all over this arena, and you gotta like stand there for a minute until they turn your color. So original, yeah, I know, right? Never done that before, um, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good game. The uh, it 
feels. I mean, it's a, it looks like Halo. Let's let's all be honest. It, it has that Halo feel, but it also kind of feels a little like Borderlands, right? Uh, not as much in the multiplayer part we played. I thought some of the designs of the guns had some hard black lines. Some of the mountains and some of the arenas kind of had a heavy, not cell shaded, but like I said, heavy black lines going on it. Hmm. However, the single player does seem more like that, where you pick up loot, customize your character, build stats, level up, sure. skill trees, things like that. But in the multiplayer demo we played, it was all about killing the other team and capturing points. They kind of start us this generic level 7 a uh, guardian who have different powers, so just kind of just pick a station and hope you got a good power. Right. I think we had the same one. We kind of like it was like threw ma- a bomb at magician them. Yeah. is my class, but it was uh, it was fun. I'm a little spoiled from Titanfall of being able to run really fast, jump really high off of walls and stuff to traverse through the area more quickly. And this one, you could kind of double jump and kind of float a little bit, but you couldn't get as much height as you could with Titanfall. Um, there are different types of uh, ammos you can pick up because your ammo does not respawn if you die. Yeah, you got a little get different more from ammo, Halo. Though. What? Yeah, a little different from ammo Halo crates. On that one. Ammo crates drop, so you can get you know, your primary, your secondary, or you have a special weapon you can get ammo for. Uh, the alpha is going on right now. We got alpha codes for playing, but I yeah. think it expires on Sunday, and we don't get back in town till Sunday nights. No. Nope. So I got an alpha code. I didn't play the game. It just showed up in my inbox. Really? Yeah, but by the time we get back, you're telling me that alpha ends on Sunday. That, yeah. That's what the guy said? Okay. Well, but thanks for nothing. Maybe. <laughs> the beta is next month in July. If you pre-order from Amazon, you can get the beta, and then you just, if you don't want to buy it from Amazon, just cancel your pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect crime. Suckers. But it was a lot of fun. It's a 6v6. Uh, I guess there'll be other multiplayer modes. and just Yeah, probably Deathmatch would be a popular one. I have bold prediction. I know, right? <laughs> Kill the other guy. I think you can earn experience still in multiplayer and earn some loot and shit and bring it into your single player. So yeah. I want to check out some single player stuff. I don't know. We played it in Sony's booth. They also had uh, Destiny set up in Activision's booth. I don't know if it was a different demo or or what it was, but I like what I played. I'm excited to pick that up. Are you going to pick that up, Ben? Uh, you know, I've never really been into Halo, and I haven't played a Borderlands game. Mm-hmm. So, it, uh, you know, if a bunch of my friends pick it up and they love it and they, they want me to get into it, then yeah. But I've got a pretty big backlog, and there's a lot of stuff coming yeah. out that I, I, I've i got plenty of stuff lined up that I, I don't, I'm not craving Destiny. But it does look really cool and polished. Steven and I are looking for a third, because you're rolling uh, groups of three in that game. That's right. Yeah, I thought it was four for some reason, but it is three. It's three. You can team up with other uh, crews, groups... Whatever. What about Bezdek? He's getting that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Scott, you're listening. Play, <laughs> play Destiny with these guys. It'll be great. Uh, another big one I know, Steven, you did not play, but I think you did, Ben. Far Cry 4, mm-hmm. uh, sequel to one of my favorite games of 2012. Yeah. I got to check that out. Uh, what? Yeah, there are three different level, uh, three different demos. You could do the stealth where you infiltrate one of the bases. You could ride an elephant, and you can do something else. Which one did so, you do? Well, I think there were actually different parts to the demo. The guy in front of me, he didn't beat the demo, but he finished a chunk of it and walked away. Uh, okay. So I was talking to the producer, and he said, well, since this guy already got to this point, I don't think it's it's three different approaches to the same level. So oh, okay. you get to a fortress, and it's kind of like in Far Cry 3, where you can approach it from different ways. You can uh, stealth and take guys out silently and make sure they don't trip the alarms, but mm-hmm. there's all those little fortresses that you can take down all over the map. So it's very similar to, to Far Cry 3 in that respect. <clears throat> when I played 3, I really liked being stealthy. Yes. And so the, that's the first option, stealth. Mm-hmm. And that's this, the one I picked. 
Okay, and but the second option is elephant. So you just ride an <laughs> elephant in there and just start charging. Well, that people. sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I asked the guy. I was like, "Look, I I really prefer stealth in any first person shooter where I can, uh, and I, it, it worked really well in three. So I think I'm gonna do that. And like, my finger was going toward the X button, and he was like, "No, no, no, pick the ride the elephant. It's fucking awesome." <laughs> and it was. It was great. So yeah, I just I picked it. It took forever to load, but you know, it's a it's a really really dope. Yeah. So you get in there and yeah, and you just smash through the gate. It's all the same controls while you're on the elephant. So clicking the right, the, the left stick in makes the elephant dash. And so you can just you hit guys. It'll just fling them off to, to left and right. That's you hilarious. Can, I, I flipped over a jeep into a, into a crowd of guys. They all died. Uh, the thing is, it's got kind of um, disadvantages. You're you're out in the open. You're just sitting on an elephant, so you're getting shot up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to dismount from the elephant. Elephant. So guys were tripping the alarms the whole time. Uh, but the elephant seems pretty much indestructible, and the, and the guy I was talking to uh, on the team said that sometimes there will be like herds of elephants, and there'll be like three or four of them, and they'll just stampede and just kill everything in, the, in their path. Mm-hmm. And there's also a rhino in the game that is not easily tamed. You know, it's basically always on alert. Right. But when you can get on one, it's, it just d- demolishes everything. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Oh, the third one was was doing the little personal. Uh, Chopper thing yeah, that, that hurt that was it, had that, in the that, in the demo. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to play that, but I think I got we, we got a pretty good glimpse of that at the Ubisoft yeah. press conference. So I, yeah, Elephant was awesome because that's the big. I mean, even the T-shirt that that they had was just like the drive, the drive icon an over an elephant. Yeah, so I, I thought it was really cool. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing that people are focusing on is oh my god, you get to ride an elephant. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I can confirm it was awesome. I will <laughs> buy that because I, yeah, I, I I thought Far Cry Three was yeah, I think in my top three games of 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree, and it feels the same, but it's prettier. I don't know yeah. since we played that one little vertical slice. Obviously, infiltrating fortresses is back, and you have the crazy character of a villain. Yep. It seems like who's kind of over the top and ridiculous. Hopefully, they do more with him than they did with Voss and and three. Yeah, I'm also hoping, and I told the guy this who was demoing me, and he just kind of laughed. Uh, I'm hoping for a Blood Dragon two. Did you play Blood Dragon at all? I loved Blood Dragon. Yeah. It was really stupid on purpose, obviously. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Blood Dragon had the best ending of any game last year, aside from Bioshock Infinite. Those last 30 minutes were <laughs> insane. Just yeah. completely insane. Super, super, super fun. Yeah, in fact, the guy... The, so, uh, I was waiting in line, talking to the producer. The guy walked out to, to me and the guy behind me. And he's like, hey, you guys big Far Cry fans? And before I could even say yes, the guy behind me is like, well, let me tell you, because Far Cry 3 <laughs> is one of my favorite games until that QTE thing, the boss battle, just ruined the game for me. And, and so the guy was like, well, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't on that project, but thanks anyway. So, yeah. uh, but, but he had not played Blood Dragon, and both of us were like, what are you doing? Just go home right now and play oh, it. Yeah, it was so fun, so fun. Um, and then we also played some Drive Club. Yes, we did. Yeah. That. That game got delayed. It's gonna be free, sort of, sort for of PlayStation free. Plus. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting going anything. I'm not a big fan of simulation car driving games, but like you mentioned earlier, yeah. it's not as semi as we thought. Yeah, it, it felt kind of Ridge Racer-ish. Yeah, I barely had to brake in those turns. Yeah. I braked a little. There was no handbrake. There's no e-brake. So Which kind of sucked. But yeah, but you look at the control scheme, and it's really plain. It's just like you've brake, got brake, gas, accelerate, change camera, steer. camera. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. I appreciate that. I went straight into car mode. Like mm-hmm. I just put the windshield in front of me, and that's how I like to play those games. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to see the, my license plate. Just, you know, put me <laughs> in the car. It was awesome. Yeah, so it seemed like it had kind of uh, aspects from 
games like Forza or GT where uh, you'll come up on a tight turn and it has that line drawn of mm-hmm. like the, this is the guy who got the best time. Uh, but then also there were sort of drift challenges, like little challenges on the course as you're playing, and we were doing like four v four. Yeah, and it was four like the other sides of the of the room were were driving against each other. Because that's the whole thing is you're in a club with your friends, and right. you, just necessarily if you win, that's great. But you, your your team it's score kind of adds up. Of course, we won. Our club destroyed the other team, mainly me. Yeah, I was I was in first uh, place. I think I finished well, in first. So ninety five percent of the time I was in first. Yeah, but at the end of the race, I was in first. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. Was, okay, sure. Well, we took it home for club yeah. whatever we were. Club like we were the blue team. Blue, blue team. Blue club. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I, I thought um, it's totally playable. Uh, games like Forza and, and GT have got a, such a barrier to entry for me, or like mm-hmm. a really high learning curve where I have to. Br- if you're coming up on this this tight turn, you have to break way ahead of time. You have to know exactly how that car handles. And with this, I just I, I felt like I understood everything on the yeah. first go. It uh, it didn't control as loose as like a burnout. Which sure. I was kind of hoping. Well, I guess I wasn't hoping because I wasn't expecting that. But it looked very similar when I was in Ubisoft's booth waiting to play Far Cry. They had all their demos rolling, and I saw them playing the crew, the crew. Mm-hmm. which looked just like this, almost the T. But you can see the world. No, I drive yeah. drive the entire United States. Yeah, whatever. I think it looked really cool from their press conference, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not big drive driving. Anything guy. I'd well, sidebar real quick, anything they showed at Ubisoft press conference, I take with a huge grain of salt. Because after what happened with Watch Dogs, and if they're just showing CG footage or who knows what that is, I wanna see it when it comes out on my TV at this point. I don't believe anything they say or anything they're doing anymore right now. Fair enough. Yeah. Um but speaking of that, what did y'all think of because they weren't playable, at least not for us, maybe behind closed doors. Did y'all see anything on uh, the new Rainbow Six game? No, I didn't on the floor. I mean, I just saw, because uh, uh, Ubisoft closed with that demo with mm-hmm. the hostages in the house for, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. I thought it looked great. Mm-hmm. I haven't played a Rainbow Six game since the very first one, which was like 98, right? Yeah. So uh, it looked cool to me. I hope there's a demo or something that you can I can check it out before it comes out, but... It looked really, really fun. Very it, tactical. Yeah, the only thing is, unless we all buy it and we're all playing together and we'll not be a bunch of fucking idiots, I don't see how that game is possible the way they were doing it. Because they were like using their code names and you go up the stairs and I'll plant this charge and you come up from... like No one plays games like that unless they're actors and Ubisoft's press conference. Yeah, the voiceovers were a little hokey. and Yeah, people don't... Yeah, sure, that doesn't sound like an actual in-game multiplayer match, but I think, you know, even... I've played other tactical multiplayer games, kind of like The Last of Us, mm-hmm. uh, where you can still get total randoms in your team and still work together really well and, and right. dominate. So I think, yeah, it'd still be fun with, with random players. You just have to coordinate and know your class, know your maps. Mm-hmm. And then also The Division, um, they showed yeah. some more stuff on that. Uh, that Apparently that game's going to be more RPG than I thought. That's what I kept hearing. It's more RPG than just... Third person, cover base, look at the door, just close, shooter. Right, right, yeah. So you're fighting monsters, you know, leveling up, throwing magic. At, <laughs> that, like, what are you? You fell asleep. We were just we weren't talking yeah. about Destiny anymore. Yeah, <laughs> talking about uh, the division. So you're just you're just leveling up and getting abilities. Is yeah. that true? It's not really. Not really I don't know. It's, if you, NBA 2K15 is an RPG, too. <laughs> fucking throwing a basketball in a hole. So. I don't know, the division, ever since that trailer came out last year, I just had no interest in that game hmm. at all and the huge circle jerk about that game it's just like y'all we just did this with watchdogs division got delayed to next year it's not gonna look as good when it finally comes out 
Rainbow Six might because that's not coming out until late 2015, if not 2016, the way that looked. Yeah. Um, Maybe. That's definitely not this year, right? It's, it's no, no, year, it's definitely not next okay, year. Yeah, and yeah. the Division got pushed back. So unless you're going to do Division early 2015 and Rainbow Six late 2015, along with Assassin's Creed, which you know there's going to be another Assassin's Creed coming out in 2015. Which, not to jump the gun, but they talked. They didn't say a single word about Assassin's Creed Comet, did they? No. They no, only they Unity. Was, yeah, Comet is the uh, last-gen PS3 360 version, right. while Unity is only coming out on current-gen. I think the last-gen uh, Assassin's Creed game is basically going to be like Doodle Jump, but with you know, <laughs> with all the Assassin's Creed guys just jumping up. So No, let's talk about Assassin's Creed. Um, did you all get to play that? On the show floor, I did not. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't think it was playable. There was just a theater demo. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Um, okay. Our it, friend, our friend Mia at SEA uh, saw the demo. Said it looked great. She's the biggest Assassin's Creed fangirl I know. She knows all the lore. Loved <laughs> all the games except for three because three was not great. Right. I mean, again, I said I wasn't going to be hyped for another Assassin's Creed game. I still haven't played four, but mm-hmm. it did look really pretty on next gen. It is cool because you can play four players, yeah. and if you get, again, the right group of people, that can be really fun. That demo looks amazing during, it, during Ubisoft. It, it feels like it's back in 07, because when you first saw Assassin's Creed, you're like, look at all those NPCs on the on the screen, and now it's even more in 2014, where it's like, look at all those look at the NPCs crowd. on the... Yeah, and they actually look good. The animations don't look very wooden or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, It actually feels like a living, breathing crowd, and there's a lot of things going on on the screen, and... Uh, I, I was really blown away by it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to buy that day one. You know, I'll wait for reviews, but it seems like they're back on track. Like, since 3, hopefully they learned their lesson and, and are going to spend more time making sure these games are great. I still haven't played 4 either. I bought it mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought it launch day with my PS4, and it's Me just sitting too. in the screen. <laughs> Me too. I heard it's great. Well, you, Steven, I played it a bunch, and I like being a pirate. I don't like any of the story. I don't like my character. I don't want to progress it at all. I just want to stay in that first area and just be a pirate guy. Okay. And that's a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. you got to make a, a, a character that I'm interested in. And uh, Watch Dogs kind of has the same problem. That it's, it's a character I don't really care about. And Aiden Pierce. Is that, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Every so. man. But I'm sure, I don't know. Hopefully they won't make the same mistake with uh, with another Assassin's Creed game, because I don't know how much more of that I can take before I just stop buying them. Sure. Yeah. So. Um, we'll have to team up and get our little four-player Assassin's Guild Yeah, let's do it. Going with... Uh, I'll be the girl. Oh, oh wait. Which one? There is... be the girl. Because that's too difficult to do. That, DLC. Sure. At this point, probably. that Yeah, that was a lot of fuss going around this week when uh, they apparently came out and said they were like... Really close for to putting a female assassin in, but then they just they couldn't do it. Right, to to, to do different. They've never seen a naked woman, so they don't know how to <laughs> actually make the proportions correctly. A lot of yeah. developers called Ubisoft out on Twitter this week about not be not being able, and I use finger quotes on that to right. include a female assassin when they had one in the Vita version. That's right, one set in New Orleans. Yep. Um, Which is a terrible game. Come on, man. People <laughs> liked it. That game looks like shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was okay. I played, I don't know, maybe a quarter of it. Oh, great. It. Sounds like you loved it. So, <laughs> excellent point. Um, anybody else play anything like big, AAA, anything like that before we move on to the rest of the list? I know we tried to play Evolve. Yeah, yeah we did. And they were like, you can't play this game because it's 5 o'clock. Yeah. Well, it was it was no, fourth. It was four fifteen. Yeah, there Microsoft, was a tournament going on. Well, there was a huge, massive Evolve tournament at the Evolve booth. And right, the, that there was not going to happen. So we went to Microsoft. Yeah, and they there was like a few people in line. They totally could have fit us in, but they they just shut it down early. So, um, yeah, man, that that looks 
fun. I think the the what's the the Kraken is like the Cthulhu looking oh, so new monster. Yeah, that was the new monster. Yeah, they had a big fifty uh, foot tall figure, you know, statue of that in front of their booth, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I think there's a different monster, right? Uh, no, the Kraken. Yeah, so oh, okay, the Kraken was the big the, new one that they. That was the new one, the, the original one they had in their in their booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that game looks really impressive. Uh, I wish we had gotten to play it, but. Uh, that's coming out this year, right? That's a yes, yeah, that's coming out in October. I know they're really pushing the esports angle of it, and I don't know if they're really going to hit with that. And, you know, people seem really excited to be watching that tournament. I know it was just, hey, we're at E3 and there's a tournament, but yeah. they really there are a lot of people watching it. the Ultra Street Fighter tournament also. That's going true. On at E3, I just don't understand how that's a tournament. Like the team is, but are they like? Are you going to be a professional Evolve monster player? Yeah, versus I'm, I'd the like professional to Evolve my, team. Today I will announce that I will be a professional Evolve uh, monster player. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sponsored uh, by Balls Energy Drink. So <laughs> that's a big win. Yeah, wow. I, I'm pretty happy to hear that they're going to pay for everything. So that's great. Look for me on the E scene. I'll be at um, X Games next summer. So. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. I did play Pong uh, on an Atari with you. Yeah, I think that game's going to be big. I'm, I mean, it, it's it's like tennis, but it's on a television, mm. and you can turn this little knob to move your paddle around. So that was that was fun. Knobs. Well, yeah, there's knobs. Did you it. go over there, Ben? The, uh, the retro the retro museum. Yeah, I got really uh, psyched about it. I was actually walking around with uh, uh, Jeff from Hellfire, who's a, a, a really good Mortal Kombat player, mm-hmm. and we saw that they had an MK2 oh, cabinet. Oh yeah! I got really excited, and then noticed it was out of order. Oh, yep. Of course, that's a difficult machine to keep running. Yeah, so. uh, they had MK4, but eh, you know, whatever. I don't remember any moves from that. I used Me neither. To play all the time, but I couldn't even throw a, a, a ice ball from sub. I couldn't even do the ice ball move. Yeah, they had they had Cyberball. They had uh, Track and Field. You know, a lot of like, oh, awesome. Track and Field classic from my roller skating rink days. Just banging <laughs> on those buttons as fast as I could. Yep. They had some good machines, but I, I, with my time still limited on the show floor, I just right. kind of walked past and said, yeah, that'd be great to play, but I can play it at some other place. For me, it was just kind of a short break, trying to rest a little bit. It's always yeah. my favorite booth, one of my favorite booths there. They've got that old wooden CRT on the ground in front of a couch with just Atari games everywhere. So. <laughs> um, let's move on, because not everything at E3 needs to be dark and gritty and bloody. There are some fun, uh, colorful... Um, I'm going to call them kid games, because whatever. But aim towards the younger audience. Baby games. Yep. Yeah. I played uh, Yoshi's Woolly Wo- uh, World, Ooh. which is um, not the sequel, but, you know, in the essence of the Kirby's Epic Yarn kind of aesthetic, but now you're Yoshi. Uh, it was actually pretty fun, you know. They're they really emphasizing that there's no time limit. It's really chill. Take your time. Explore the world. Hmm. Um, I played with somebody. We played two-player. And, um, yeah, you're a little yarn Yoshi. You get little balls of yarn instead of eggs. You throw at things. You get your collectibles. You can s- s- eat up your fellow Yoshi and throw him as an egg. Right. I don't can know, I throw just... him into a pit? Yep. You sure Sweet. Can. All right. I'll buy it. Great. It was cute yeah. and fun. And uh, a lot of people were saying, like, this is the, the follow-up they wanted to Yoshi's Island, not that, that game that came out on 3DS hmm. earlier this year. So I did not play that. Yeah. So I cannot not comment. people did. Yeah. I mean... It, it's just one of those things that's like it's just cute, you know. Like sure. when Yoshi does his little like kick thing, his feet turn into a propeller. Flutter like it's kick. just little, yeah, it's flutter kick. His feet turn into a propeller. So it's just little things like that. It was really pretty, really colorful, and I had a lot of fun. It was. Enjoyable. I like to point out sixty frames per second, ten eighty p. Once again, Nintendo. how do they do it? I don't know, man. Uh, Steven and I, you and I, uh, did you play Little Big Planet three with us, Ben, or was it just Steven and myself? No, but I knew about the game like a month ago. Whoa! Yeah, Nobody guessed that one. Sure, that was weird. Well, yeah. 
I on the I never guessed it on the record, so you don't have to believe That's true. me. No, but you off did. Off show, yeah. I said, and especially to one of my friends um, who listens every week, that Little Big Planet will probably be a thing because he's a big Little Big Planet fan. And uh, I like the big, dopey-looking guy that can get really small. Yeah, there are four, three new characters. Yep. Um, Sack Bird. His name, what's his name? Sorry for Slitter. That's probably his name, sure. Basically, he's a bird that flies. We have um, Toggle, who's the big, goofy-looking guy who can then turn into a little guy, which you use that for puzzles. And then there's Odd Sock, who can run faster and wall jump. And the poor girl who's playing Odd Sock in the demo could not figure oh, out how to wall jump. Just to press X a few more times, you know? And he runs a little faster. So we have someone who runs faster, we have someone who flies, and we have someone who's a big bruiser. We have Sonic. And Sackboy has a gun Knuckles. now. Yeah, and Sackboy has a gun now. Right. So. Wait. Nah. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think it's going to do really well. The cool announcement there was that you can play all of the, what, something like 8.7 million custom levels yep. that are already out for 1 and 2. Those are all going to work in 3. Which is do, awesome. Do we know if I have DLC from the old games, like costumes, like Final Fantasy stuff? Can I use that in Little Big Planet 3? Because to me, it makes sense that stuff should all transfer over. If not, that's a bummer because a lot of people spent a lot of money on those custom costumes like Metal Gear. Did it work on two? Yes, yeah, all the stuff from one worked in two. I'd hope if the levels did that that could. I would assume so. Yeah, some of those costumes are awesome. They put a lot of work into like uh, the difference with that is the levels are uh, on the cloud. And their servers. Whoa, wait a second. Stored there. What is this cloud? (laughs) (laughs) Whereas your DLC is on your console. So unless there's some way to export that and import that on PS4. put it back up on the cloud. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, anyway. (laughs) I I love the costumes in Little Big Planet. They should definitely bring them all over because they're cool. I'm kind of glad they introduced these new characters, which is not what I usually say for a Sonic game, because (laughs) it mixes things up because they all play differently and it kind of adds a new twist to just. Shitty floating physics and sack Which is still there. Around. Still yep, there. Sure is. Yeah. Super, super floaty jumps. So that's something that might be fun. It's really, again, it's really pretty, you know, bright and colorful. You're still collecting uh, stickers and pieces to build your level in those little bubbles and the interesting thing solve I saw, puzzles. I saw on, on NeoGAF that that's coming to PS3 as well. Oh. I don't think that was confirmed. They didn't really mention a system. I think that they're saying for PS4. In, during yeah, the press we conference. played the PS4 version of it on the show floor. Yeah, uh, so I guess it it is coming to PS4 and PS3. I remember saying, you know, watching the Sony conference like this, graphically seems like it could be done on the PS3, and especially if they're going to probably import assets if they do do the DLC yeah. you know, crossover to to PS3 and PS4. Then you know, it, it seems like those models will pretty much stay the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the new things Nintendo announced this year was their Amiibo. They're NFC <laughs> figures that have been talked about for a while and now have a name. We really don't know what they're going to do yet. They, they, they kind of showed it off in that weird Awada-Reggie fight scene. Awada pulled out his Mario Amiibo and put it on the, the t- pad, and he had a powered-up Mario and Smash Brothers. That but. just reminds me of the Ubisoft Rayman demo, where they were playing Rayman, and they were not doing well, and then the guy pulls out the heart thing and puts it there, and what does it do? Why do I have this? What's the point? I don't understand. Am yeah. I just supposed to buy this for no reason? They said you can level up the figures and move them from game to game, but that still doesn't show us... Tell us what they do. I mean, the first one it's going to be eligible for is Smash, of course. Right. So all the pictures and all the little figures they had on the show floor are all Smash characters. But that doesn't mean the villager from Animal Crossing is going to be playable in a Mario game. You know, so I have a villager figure. Unless this are just confirms Animal Crossing on 
Wii U already, you know? Hmm. They said that you'll be able to use the figures across multiple games, but there's going to be specific figures for each game. So there may be a Mario for Smash Brothers that does something only in that game, but then there may be another Mario for some other game that's only going to do something in that game. So is that just going to be pay to win or level up to win? Because if I buy this stupid figure and you don't, am I going to be able to beat you more easily now? Or be able to just jump through like three worlds in Mario without even sweating? Or... There's still a lot of questions with that. I don't I honestly think Nintendo still has a lot of questions with that too. I don't know if they know exactly what they're doing with this. I'm sure they've they've got it figured out. They might have a rough outline, but I yeah. mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure that it's going to span multiple games, and they've got. I mean, that's going to make them a lot of money. Oh yeah, and those figures look. Some of them look nice. Some of them look like plastic garbage. But I mean, <laughs> the the Samus one looks Samus awesome. Looks awesome, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Zelda one looks pretty good. The Link one looked good. Just like. Kirby and Pikachu just look like something I get out of a Happy Meal. Wow. But they said in the on the little thing, like, not final design yeah, or whatever. Yeah, just prototype designs. You know. I thought they looked pretty cool. I yeah. mean, they looked, you know, like little Mario Skylanders. So. I mean, it makes sense for them to start with Smash, because the whole concept of Super Smash Brothers is they're really just little figures fighting each other. So, like, that, it, it, it fits perfectly. Uh, speaking of figures, we checked out um, Disney Infinity 2. Steve and I waited in a long line to um, get those. Yeah, we waited in a line, but we didn't play it. I played a little bit. I didn't. I just I walked in there and they took my picture and they gave me a figure. And then my bad. I played a little bit. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I mean, plays like like Disney Disney Infinity One, except now you have Marvel characters. All right. Yeah, and then we also got in line and had a demo of Skylanders Trap Team. I did play that. Yeah. Reluctantly, no one took the controller when our demo guy offered uh, one of us to play. And let me tell you, I think I blew his mind. Because once we got to those little moving around puzzles where you had to navigate this field. It's like Steven's eyes rolled in the back of his head and he was just in the zone and just killed those puzzles. I played it as if you had played it already. Well, no, I'm talking about the first time. Because I know I did this demo twice, but but the first time, too, it was just like, zip, zop, zoop, and (laughs) give me my Skylander toy. I gotta go now. (laughs) So, I played there. I've played a game recently that has that exact same puzzle. I don't know what it was, but... Yeah, it's been done in other games, for sure. What, uh, I mean, what did y'all... I mean, do, are y'all fans of the Skylander series at all? I mean, I, as um, you know, I own all of them. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan of their ability to make billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's respectful. It's a, it's really cool tech. I'd never actually played a Skylander yeah, game. Yeah, same here. Oh, well, actually, no, I played the demo last year to get the toy <laughs> last year. But um, the, the, the whole trap thing is cool. It's a new pedestal, right? So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the big draw here is you, you defeat a boss and then you trap him in the crystal... And that's the new line of toys that it's going to cost hundreds of dollars for yeah. you know to collect them all. But it was really cool to just the, the the slick presentation of dropping the thing in and seeing the character zoom in. It's really polished. Awesome. I think if I was ten years old, I'd be all over this. I would lose my mind if yeah. this was if I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I'd just play Call of Duty. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, so. Where do y'all see this NFC? What do they call it? Toy to life hmm. kind of game concept going? I mean, it's obviously not going away. Disney, I mean, Disney Infinity bringing out Marvel characters. You know next year they're going to bring out Star Wars characters. For sure. For yeah. 3.0. I mean, is this something you like, you don't like? Do you not care because we're 20s and 30-year-olds? Like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really... It's mainly toward... You're going to play this game if you're a parent and you have kids who mm-hmm. want to play it with you, or you're a kid and you're begging your parents to buy it for you, and that's it. Like, it doesn't really fit our demographic. But the guy, I don't know, I mean, the game seemed fun enough... You know, it's I well think, designed. Yeah, I mean, sure. it looks good and it plays well. It's, yeah. it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think. I mean, yeah, you're right. They're get, more games are going to be made like this. I think it just comes down to 
making the games fun. I mean, if the game sucked, you know, it's not going to really have legs. Yeah, of course. This is the third or fourth Skylanders game now, right? Mm-hmm. In in so many years, and it's you know, it's it's going to keep going. So yeah, we'll see. I'm curious to see what Nintendo does with it because they're going to do some weird stuff. I think uh, beyond Smash Brothers. Uh, so they're the newest player in the space in NFC, and they've got the money and creativity to do cool stuff. So let's see what they do. I think the only two companies that can get away with doing these little figures are Disney and Nintendo. I don't really see I don't see a Nathan Drake, you know, <laughs> figure coming out on PlayStation and it doing anything. I'll tell you what, in Japan, Bandai Namco could make a fucking fortune with this <laughs> because of all the the properties they own over there. Right. It wouldn't be as successful over here because oh, I can't wait to get my Ultraman toy. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but. Over there, they would absolutely do well with it, and they're not. You know, this this just popped into my head. This, so this kind of tech was in Japanese arcades already, like, four or five years ago. I, there's some kind of, like, weird feudal Japan strategy game where it was all just cards, and you're dropping cards on the screen, and it's dropping in units, and it's very similar. It is, it's basically an NFC game where instead of figurines, you have cards. Like that little camera? Was it Eye of Judgments? Uh, similar to that, yeah. But instead of a camera, you're just putting it on a screen and it's reading things. I saw oh, this wow. when I was in Tokyo in 2007, actually. Oh, wow. So it's been around for at least seven or eight years. And that tech blew my mind back then, but that was arcade only. Right. So someone probably saw that type of game. And Activision was like, we got to get on this. we got to make some toys. Yeah. Sky something, Lander something. <laughs> we got right. the Spyro pro- property. Let's just kind of like throw him in there for brand and then just fuck him over. Yeah. So here's my question. Uh... What, what, when do they bring Crash Bandicoot into this? Oh, that's what I'll get in the sky. Yeah. They bring Crash in there. And and all his friends. Mm-hmm. All the Crash buddies <laughs> that we all remember. I just don't have... Gold I, Crash figure. <laughs> yep. i kind of seen this running maybe into the same problem we had with the music genre in 07, 08, just with retailers having now so many different fucking little figures. <laughs> you have a whole wall of Skylanders now, and they have a whole wall of Disney Infinity, Disney Infinity 2.0, and they have a whole wall of Nintendo. Actually, you don't, because they're always sold out, because right. they're just going to control that. And... <laughs> but, I mean, I, I can't... Steven, you're on a retail store. You're on a retail yep. store. Is that... I love I love these little figures, and I, it's not because they sell well. I love setting them up and ordering them. <laughs> uh, but... I do. I do love that they sell well. So I will make space for something that keeps leaving that space. Right. Uh, if it ever got to a point where it was saturated and people stopped buying it, it will disappear very quickly, and mm-hmm. you'll be able to get those things for like a dollar. Yeah. Uh, Wait on that. I have no issue running a retail store, making the space for something that's popular. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep on doing it. Uh, I don't know where where it stops. Obviously, these aren't as big as the Rock Band bundles, the Guitar Hero bundles, but still, there's we so many of those. Literally had Rock Band and Guitar Hero bundles stacked to the ceiling. I'm not even yeah. uh, joking. Like it is, you make room for things that sell, and if it takes up too much space, you move other things around. So, mm-hmm. and then the last few little quick hits, we'll hit uh, at least the ones I played. Uh, we hit Lego Batman Three. At the end of uh, day two, sure I mean, is a Lego game. Another Lego game. That's another thing. Where's the Lego NFC games? Because that they could do that. that. That could be huge. I mean, Warner Brothers could make a fortune with that. They own so many different properties. They could do their version of that. You know, yeah. when do we see that? Next see year. You next year. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know. I got to check out uh, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call. Right. Which is not a sequel, but like kind of the uh, complete edition of Theater Rhythm with all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, did either y'all play Theater Rhythm when I, it came out originally? Yeah, I own the original. Okay. Played it on the iOS? Sure. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Touch the screen. fantasy music. It's good music. It is some Still of the best good music. music. Play with headphones. Yeah, definitely. Don't not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we checked out Galak Z in the Sony booth. Yes. I actually really like that game because mm-hmm. it reminds me of an old Dreamcast game called Armada, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a little crazy. And I was talking to one of the producers of the game, and he said that they purposefully kind of jacked up the difficulty on the demo that they were showing just because they wanted to see what people could accomplish. Hmm. Uh, so the easy difficulty was about normal, but the medium was a little harder, and, the, and the, the hard one was just insane. He said no one could even almost get through now, that. Now, does the difficulty affect the really shitty controls in that game? Because that's yeah, my problem I have with the, is the controlling that ship. Yeah, I had, no, I had no issue controlling the ship. It was just, I mean, I, but I'm used to that. Just because I'm not accelerating, I'm actually still accelerating because it's the inertia of space. So right. I, I cannot stop immediately. I mean, but the fact, I mean, I guess for games like that, I'm used to being twin stick, left stick move, right stick shoot. And even if it wasn't right uh, left stick move because it's inertia going because you use the the, uh, the triggers to kind of thrust right. in a certain direction, it's just weird having to turn the ship around and press X instead of just you know right. using the right stick. So it's just kind of frustrating. A lot of things were moving on the screen right, around me yeah. and shooting at you, so it's really difficult to control. I died very quickly. Which oh, was so kind of frustrating. Um, I did okay, but yeah, I think. If they had just if it was just left stick to move, like you push in that direction and your ship goes instead and not of not having to pull that trigger to or yeah, well there are two different button. triggers. R R one was like a slow boost, and then or or no R two was a slow boost. R one was sort of a mega boost, and then like L one was kind of like a skirt, like kind of just shot to the left real quick. Oh, I didn't right even mess with that. Yeah. yeah, as I'm saying, there are like three different thruster buttons, and maybe if it wasn't just like a little three, four, five minute demo, and I could sit down and mess around with it from the beginning. But when they kind of just throw you in there, more difficult than normal, it's kind of hard to immediately adjust. Yeah, I think the the, the biggest challenge in that game is just fighting, wrestling the controls. Mm-hmm. And once you get the hang of that, once you sort of get into the zone, I'm sure the game is awesome. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about that was one of their favorite games of the show. So mm-hmm. it's obviously been impressing a lot of people. Uh, and it debuted last year on stage during Sony's press conference, right? That's so right. Sony's uh, that was year. one of their pan all the indies. Yeah, one of the ten big indies they were spending time on, so... It's been over a year uh, in development, and I think it's looking really good. It's just yes, it's, there's too many things on the screen. Sometimes you just get bum rushed, and you have to remember like, ah, I gotta boost with it, and then you're dead. So I don't know. That's kind of a weird problem I have with a lot of the games I played at E3. Is I'm sitting there thinking with the developer or the you know, the PR person watching me, I'm like, I know how to play game, guys. I promise. Because when you just give you a controller and you have like 30 seconds to look at the control, like the control scheme, and just play, you're like, uh, how do I game and but it's a little weird on that. Um, Steve and I played Entwined on the PS4. Yeah, student project, right? Yeah, and that kind of game is right up my alley. It's simple, but then insanely difficult pretty quick. Hmm. Uh, the music's phenomenal. Yep. It's simple. The graphics are... There's not much going on, but it's, it's beautiful. Uh, it reminded me a lot of, of games like Rez or... or hmm. um, Sean yeah, a little bit like that, and also just anything Jeff Mentor, but not on acid. Right. So it's it's almost like one of those games that I can relax to, even though it does get really really tough actually pretty quickly hmm. too. There are, um, but you're if you don't know what this game is, you have uh, these two colored I don't know birds that are I don't, collecting memories, or is that what they're doing? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> matter. So you've got an orange one and a blue one or mm-hmm. red. Yeah, I don't know. Two different colors, and you're going around the circular track just trying to match up the colors. And then there'll be like three colors that you've got to roll into. So you're starting higher up on the screen, and you've got to kind of move your little bird down a little bit as you're going forward. Each so. bird is a left stick and a right stick. Right. So you're. It's, they say you're using your left brain, and your right brain. No, you're not. You're just trying to match <laughs> one of the colors. Right. So it's, yeah. 
It's not like I'm matching words to colors. I mean, it's it's different. So yeah. I have to imagine it's less of a. It's easier to control than than Brothers was because you're yes. on the track. Yeah, right? so with exactly. Brothers, you had to like yeah. sort of again wrestle with the controls and think like, okay, finally I, I'm getting the hang of this. But entwined, you're on a circular yeah. track, right? So you yeah. can you mm-hmm. yeah you can just it's mirror a lot what less you're doing. To worry about, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. every time you went through a little color. Uh, the your meter at the top kept getting closer and closer to each other, and when they finally got close, you hit both your triggers together, and they'd kind of become one giant green bird, and you could fly around and collect different types of things, which would change the environment and change the uh, music up a little bit. And cool, yeah, I, I was surprised that that got that was the third game announced during Sony's press conference, yeah. and it got a lot of stage time, and that was really cool to give because you know, they said it was a student project between I think two different schools, and it was really good of them to give them that much stage time. And it's sort of I got a journey vibe from it. Like I thought, like this yeah. might be this year's journey, uh, you know, kind of like a smaller game, but like really polished and very innovative. And I think they were saying, like, yeah, the story is it's about two entities or creatures that are in love but can't be together. So it's going kind of like through this. times and lives and memories because you're supposed to be collecting memories and like right. different stuff. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. So uh, and it's. It's not out now, but it's out soon, right? It's uh, they, they said they didn't know when it was. The guy I talked to didn't know. Didn't have a date. But it was that's playable wrong. on the floor. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't expect it to be playable. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they had four demo stations for that. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. They also had eight demo stations for Minecraft. I think so. they had twelve actually. But <laughs> that was the least played game at E3, right? It was just yeah. all the different versions of Minecraft that everyone just walked. It's like past. Minecraft PS4 edition, you could play as Ratchet. Who gives a fuck? Great. Well, I mean, the, the problem was E3, you technically have to be over the age of 18. I think most fans of that game are, are younger. 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that's a game I would have all been all over if, if it was available when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Just because you're, you're creating the game. You're, and it's limitless, basically, on PC at least. So. Um, and then, on the first day, we went and checked out the Vita section. Yes. All those weird little Vita games. Uh, I checked out a game called uh, Mirasaka Baby. Right. Which I is, think you should play that. Really weird. Um, it's kind of a Tim Burton esque style of um, you know art, and you use the back screen to kind of change the filter. Like you have a red background, a blue background, orange background. Each background does different things. And there's this creepy looking baby carrying a balloon. You kind of have to drag, use the t- front touch screen to hold her hand and pull her forward or him. I don't know what it was, but there are different enemies. Like there are spikes on the roof, so you have to. While pulling them forward, use your other finger and pull the balloon down to avoid it bursting on the spikes. Hmm. Or you have flying um, clothespins coming at you, and you can either tap them to make them go away, but they keep coming. Or you can switch to, I believe, the blue background and tap it, and there's, it makes a wind gust. It just blows them away. Okay. Or other things where there, an enemy comes, and you switch to the red background. It makes a jack-in-the-box a jack pop up, and you scare the enemy away. So it's weird kind of things like that. It's kind of difficult. I got past this part where the the demo lady was like, "I don't even know how to do this," and you just did it. And I'm like, "Well, that's, that's always good to hear." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely weird. I don't know if that's something I'll pick up, but it was definitely. It's good to see quirky stuff like that getting funded. Yep, exactly. And then I played uh, a little bit of Dragon Rampa too. Dang old Rampa. Dang old Rampa. Dang old Rampa. I didn't play too much of it because it was pretty much, I think, the whole game. It kind of just started you off, and I was like, wait, this is basically just a text-based adventure. I don't want to read all this right now, but I'm just going to play it later. But it um, looks and plays and sounds like Dak and Rumpa 1. Cool. Uh, Steve, what did, what did you I, play over there? I played some La Mulana 2, mm-hmm. and I kind of just played it to make sure it still is that game, and it is. What the hell is that? It's like a little platforming, Castlevania-feeling 
combat game where As you he makes a whip motion with his hands. Right. I don't know. They got a whip. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know what that game. I never played it on PC, but it's just this eight bit style platforming action game or adventure game, I guess. So you've never played La Mulana? La Mulana? Yeah, dude. Mm-mm. It was on the Wii U, PC. I think PS3. Castlevania, you say? It feels a lot like that. Like when you jump, you like you have this trajectory. You can't really change. <laughs> So you really need to think about your jumps because you can't just Mario style ah, change Castlevania your Castlevania one year. That's what I'm talking. I'm not talking about Symphony of the Night. Yeah. yeah. So okay, it's cool. Cool. And I played this this spy game. I don't remember the name. Counter of it. Spy. Right. It was a Counter Spy, and I didn't know it was available to play on console. I played the Vita version, and I enjoyed it. Uh, it had some frame rate issues, uh, which was a little strange because it didn't seem like there was much going on. Maybe it's mm. it's just a little early. Sure. But it reminded me a little bit of Shadow Complex, um, but not in this grand scale, because Shadow Complex is kind of a big game. Like, there's all these different environments, and very Metroid-esque, at least, well, Super Metroid, not not original Metroid. Metroidvania. Yeah, exactly. I know some people don't like that (laughs) term, Uh, but But then I know what it means. I saw it on the consoles, and I think it was PS4, uh, and it ran great. you could do stealth kills. You could taking out your gun, shoot, aiming at an enemy, and then shooting at it felt really good. Which usually in a two D game, it doesn't feel like anything. Right. But I started that game just doing stealth takedowns, and then I moved into a room, and there were two guys patrolling, and I stealth took down the first guy, and then the other guy was alerted immediately. So aim, shoot, took him down. It was awesome. It felt <laughs> really cool. And then I'm looking for these boxes to, I don't know, turn down some servers and turn these cameras off. So I could see that game being a lot of fun. Uh, but it, it felt right. It felt better on the console, though. Hopefully the Vita version will be improved a little bit. Because I hate seeing frame drops in, in, a, in a game that doesn't seem like it should be happening. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. didn't. Whatever. They'll nail it down, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. I, I don't. I, I know I played some other. You Vita played Rogue games. Legacy on the Vita, which I was going to do. Rogue Legacy. Right yeah, in front of yeah. It. and I love Rogue Legacy on PC, and so I didn't. Good. Oh, so the demo was there, but I didn't play it for more than a minute because, I, again, I just wanted to make sure it's still Rogue Legacy. Right. Because uh, that's a game I have no intention. Like, you don't want to play that game twice. You just want to play it for, like, 50 hours. Jeff Sonata right. wants to play it over and over. <laughs> well, the, I, but I don't want to have to start over my progress because you're leveling and you're getting these new abilities and you're locking your castle in, trying to, like, master it. So that's the last game I want to play at a trade show because I just want to go home and play it. Mm. I wish it was out now. I would mm. buy it twice. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cr- uh, cross-buy, cross Save. Yep. So you buy that game for, you know, 15, 20 bucks, and you can play it on everything toaster oven, refrigerator, right. PS4. Everything with the place in PlayStation. Everything with the, <laughs> So your PlayStation brand, refrigerator, you can play it on that. <laughs> so I love that game so much. I cannot wait for that to come out on uh, more things. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that uh, that's all everything I played. Um, ben, did you have anything else? Um, you know what? Yeah, I, so I played. Eight games, and I've, I've talked about them all. Uh, there were a couple of games that I saw that I didn't play um, that I wanted to. Like Bayonetta 2, I really wanted to check it out, but I just watched a few people play it uh, a couple of times throughout the week. Looks really good. I didn't play Bayonetta 1, but damn. That mm-hmm. game looks insane, especially the boss fights. I saw some like multi-stage boss fight where it's Bayonetta versus this witch, but they're, they've got like these giant avatars in the background battling it out, yeah. like mountain-sized avatars. And it's just over the top, all these crazy, like the torture thing that you were talking about. Yeah, so you're you're doing your combat combo things, and it'll pull up a torture where it's basically just QTE, press this button real quick, and then this insane torture device comes up to shred whatever you were fighting. 
Uh, totally stylized. That that game, you could be shit at playing games, but when you play Bayonetta, you look like you know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I saw the guy in front of me just button mashing, and he, he looked like he was doing the most amazing combos ever, which is cool. Uh, but you know, and it's a platinum game, so I love everything they do. So it kind of for a second, I was like. <gasps> Maybe I'll get a Wii U. But, it, you know, if you really know what you're doing in Bayonetta, it's all about that quick dodge. Like, that last minute, right before an enemy attack's going to hit you, you, just pull that dodge, it slows it down until this, the, the, the screen goes dark, uh, continue your combo, then pull up that torture move. It's, right. It feels good. It's awesome. And it, it runs it, great. It so. does. It's butter smooth. It looks awesome. Uh, the other thing that I kind of did want to play, but I just didn't get a chance to, was Valiant Hearts. Okay. Uh, you guys saw that? Was that the Ubisoft, the UbiArt game? The UbiArt yeah. game uh, where, yeah, it's, you're a soldier and you have this dog who's your best buddy. And mm-hmm. I saw like um, uh, 30 seconds of a guy playing it, and I, I didn't really get a good feel for it, but I really like the art style, and it seems like a very emotion-driven, yeah. heartfelt game. So I'm kind of sad watching that, that trailer. It seems like sad things are going to happen in that game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to just I'll probably just buy that when it comes out. You know, All I those... Like, I say all those. I think it's pretty much just Rayman, Child of Light, and this. But those UbiArt games look fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah. holy crap, whatever they're doing. I just want to play all those games just because of that art style. It looks so great. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I, like I said, I didn't get to play much. Um, but there's so many good-looking games that are either coming out this year or soon mm-hmm. that I think we're going to be set, especially on current-gen stuff. Yeah. So, Yeah. Mm. Let's uh, let's take one more break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to your questions and emails. Uh, we'll kind of do a recap on what we predicted last week and see what all actually happened and how foolish we look now. Whoa. And, um, yeah, we'll just wrap up this E3 2014. So stick around. We've got one more segment coming up. Game or Xbox. We'll be right back. episode of Gameware Express. Woo! <laughs> Woo! We played some video games. We did. Played a we, lot of video games. We talked about playing them mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. What but are we going to do now? Let's, um, we talked a little bit. Well, we, we predicted a few things last week. I was right. Everything I said was right. <laughs> What's the next segment? <laughs> I know, Ben, you sent us a massive list, which I really appreciate, because it's Huge. really fun to go over that. But now you're here to, um... We're not going to spend all the time on it. No, because I predicted about 40 different things. Right. I don't want to go over everything I got wrong. You just want to go over the things you got right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, lead off. Okay, well, uh, you know, 
Last Guardian wasn't there. That was one of my big disappointments. Uh, a lot I, of people were expecting that. And yeah. A lot of people were let down. I I can't really talk about it, but I did play Last Guardian. <laughs> Closed door demo. Oh my god. It, it's alive. It's his PS4 game. I just can't talk about ah, it. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yoshida did say, we'll let you know if we cancel The Last Guardian. Yeah, because so. IGN... Uh, goofed yeah they basically <laughs> released an article that said last guardian officially canceled clickbait so click on mm-hmm. our story the next day uh, we were wrong and oh my god here is our apology sorry about that more clickbait anyway yeah and then it wasn't showed <laughs> so uh now i did say that sony will debut project beast and announce its proper title the god. second half of that so Vampire Hunter D, the Soulsening is what I said. It would be a lot of people saying it looked like a Vampire Hunter D game, uh, but no. So now we know it was actually called Bloodborne, which mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. I, I wanted to add that to my list of projections, but uh, I just thought Bloodborne was going to be some weird horror game. I did not know again that they mm-hmm. were both the same game. Sequel to Soul Sacrifice, maybe. <laughs> so that was correct. Um, you know. No Kingdom was, Hearts three. No Kingdom. I Hearts was correct with that. No Kingdom Hearts three footage, but also uh, no it, Final Fantasy fifteen. It's footage. saying something's not going to be at E three, even a prediction. I can predict that there's not going to be Mario versus Halo. And <laughs> I won the prediction because they didn't show it. A lot of people did expect Kingdom Hearts three to be there. Yep. Um, Hardline PS four early beta announced nailed it. Yep. Although that did sort of leak early, and a lot of people thought that was real, and it turned Available out to be now. Real. I got my beta code. I need to go home and check that out. Steven got yours too. Yep. <laughs> Steven's really excited for this <laughs> one. Uh, so I'm kind of uh, bittersweet on this one. Uh, I really did expect like a huge epic Uncharted 4 demo to blow our minds like uh, Uncharted 2 did mm-hmm. in 2009. Instead, we got that little tiny teaser. Uh, which looked great, mm-hmm. but the best part about that is it's all in engine, and Naughty Dog is targeting 1080p, 60 frames per second for an Uncharted 4. I honestly think this could be the best game of our generation already, the current generation, uh, just because I think Uncharted 2 was so insane, and it mm-hmm. seems like they're just going all out. They're really pushing the PS4 already in, its, in what will be its second year, yeah, third year technically. Did uh, Uncharted 1 came out in 07, right? So I think the year so. after yeah, it came out. Yeah, that's so. correct. I mean, they teased Uncharted and that Jeff Keighley thing the night the PS4 came out. So yes. that hopefully we'll see this sometime next year. Oh, I cannot wait for that game. Um, yeah, Witcher 3 got an onstage demo and everyone's jaws dropped. That was kind of correct. I mean, The Witcher that, 3 was shown. It was there. They showed him hunting some things and taking down that griffin. Yeah, uh, that looks yeah. like that looks like Game of the Year 2015 for me. Wow. Although I just said that about Uncharted 4. So, so many games of the year. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Twenty fifteen is going to be a big year, unless it all gets delayed to Q one twenty sixteen. So Bloodborne game of the year. Yep. So yep, that's true. Definitely, Damn, it's going to be a good year. Uh, I did see the Megaton for uh, Sony would be no fewer than three IPs announced. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Right. Bloodborne being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really count the indies because there's like oh twenty five new indies <laughs> that you've never heard of announced. But and all those free to play games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. I was hoping that a, a cloaked sledgehammer employee would come out and reveal himself to be Kevin Spacey during the Advanced Warfare demo, or at least just Kevin Spacey on stage, but nope. that didn't happen. But that game looked damn good. It was this, loud. It, <laughs> yeah, you guys were there. Boom, boom. Like, mm. Yeah. Uh, that's like the first Call of Duty I am really stoked for since Modern Warfare 2, which hmm. was a while ago. Interesting. Okay. You guys both agree it looks really awesome. I thought it looked phenomenal. Yeah, yeah it's Call of Duty yeah, but come on, it's in the future, dude. Uh, Look at this. So is Black Ops 2. I don't know. <laughs> if I want a game where I can run and wall jump and 
jump with my jet boots, I'll just go play Titanfall. See, that's the thing. It looked like Titanfall, but I actually want to play this game. And I, I don't play any Call of Duty games. I, the, hmm. the tech looked awesome. All the weapons and the, the enemies flying around, like fucking Matrix things. That's that's yeah. cool to me. I it, thought it looked fun. It did look really fun. I mean, it, it didn't even feel like Call of Duty because it was so far into the future for me. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um... And we did not see a new Resident Evil game, which I was no. kind of... I yeah. expected to be at Microsoft or anywhere, and we didn't see that. Uh, I was wrong about GTA V going to Microsoft. Oh, yeah. But Sony actually yeah. not only announced GTA V for uh, PS4, but they did say, guess what, your 360, your, your 360 <laughs> saves will transfer over to your PS4. Which is nuts. It makes me excited, because I have it on 360, but I will buy it on PS4 yeah, again. I've I'm never heard of anything like that. From, no, that was you, pretty cool. If you did a little detective work, which I did not think of last week, when they showed all of those pre-release demos for GTA V last year, they're all... With a PS4, PS3, I'm sorry, PS3 controller on the HUD and stuff, so that kind of leads to PS4 getting something with it. But yeah, sure. it was always Grand Theft Auto was always on PS2. It was always a PS PlayStation game. Yeah, and then it came Grand Theft Auto 4, and I guess eventually San Andreas and them came to OG Xbox, and then GTA 4 came out to both 360 and PS3. I mean, yeah, GTA right? 4 dominated on 360. Yeah, they, it, yeah. It, it, and mar- it had marketing and sales. That's true, just... and it had the early release on the the DLC. Yeah. So I mean, I see mm-hmm. where you're coming. Yeah, from that's there. you know, I, I thought that would continue, but um, so I have to hand it to Microsoft. I did not expect them to put out the Master Chief Collection with actually all four yeah. remastered games yeah. in one package for 60 bucks with a bunch of other cool stuff. I thought it would just be Halo 2 remastered, so. Great job, Certain Affinity in Austin, Texas, who pretty much <laughs> did the bulk of that, I believe. Um, Fallout 4 was not even mentioned. Anyway. Yeah. Bethesda brought the evil within again. Uh, like, Battle Cry was actually Bethesda's right. new IP. Check out what we're working on. Even though it was behind closed doors, so none mm-hmm. of us got to see gameplay of Battle Cry, which is a bummer. That's what Bethesda does. All their stuff's always behind closed doors. Every year. And that's just no fun. Quantum Break not even mentioned. That's that also weird. was crazy. What yeah. is going on with this game? If you can't even flash a logo or a new CG trailer or something, I don't know. They were like really heavy when that came out a year ago, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. that was going to be this game. It's going to be this TV show. It's going to be this big synergetic thing. Was that last year, no, two last years. year they really? brought it back and they showed yeah, a little bit of gameplay. Right. But they toned down the TV part. It was more of like FMVs in the game, kind of like what they did with Alan Wake with the little TV Twilight Zone type of thing going. And this year, nothing. 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 Pretty bizarre. But, Megaton Crackdown 3. Ah. Nailed it. We got a CG trailer. Well, Ooh, sure, whatever. but that, they announced it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a great announcement. I think we it would be nice to see a little gameplay, but I guess it's so early, mm-hmm. you know. Did they announce who's making that game? Is it Ruffian? Are they coming back? I don't or? know if Ruffian exists anymore. I, uh, I really don't. I don't know if they mentioned That it. makes me worried. I mean, it's just technically called Crackdown. So right. it's like a the crackdown, the, the reboot, crackdown. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still excited to get more, more of that. As Weird. long as it's not like two, honestly. Yeah. Yes, as long as it's not like two. Weirdly, Nintendo is what I got the most right about. Mm-hmm. You do love Nintendo, uh, yeah. They make good <laughs> stuff that I haven't really played lately. But right, uh, new Zelda announced. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. not even like everyone knew that. I did say X would get a proper title and some gameplay shown. Boom. Yep. Nailed it. Chronicles. Chronicles Cross. Right. Which was Whatever. playable on the show floor. Did, it, did either of you guys play it? No. no. They only had like one demo set up and that line was usually four deep. Hmm. That looks great to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I should probably that. play the first one. I Steven love the first one. Big Xenoblade yeah, fan. Yeah, absolutely. 
they di- well, they did mention Shin Megami Tensei versus or Cross. They said it's. One. They said it's on, on track. track. It's on schedule. Nailed it. <laughs> Good but job. they said that like on Twitter, not anywhere on the show floor yeah, or at the press conference and during E3. Okay, totally fair enough. I was correct on the Smash Brothers. Four new characters announced. Either way you slice it, we talked about this last night. Palatina got announced, and so we could say that the me character. There are three new styles of that, so there's technically three new characters. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Palatina, Dark Pit, Pac-Man, and me. So, boom. Was Dark Pit officially confirmed as a playable character, or was he just there in that demo? We don't know, but the point is, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. I can't wait to make that one uh, guy that I street passed the other day where his mouth was above his nose. I, I'll, that'll be my main. I'll just use <laughs> yeah. that. Gimpy Link? Yeah, g- actually his name was Lonk. And, and okay, so I, I, a bunch of episodes ago, I brought up Lonk, and then in Los Angeles, I street passed Lonk. Whoa! You can look at my 3ds right now. That 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 dude that I showed you, his name is Lonk. Oh my god! So I found him. Uh, we have some kind of psychopathic link, psycho psychiatric link, psycho ESP, basically. So I found Lonk finally. <laughs> The one thing I got wrong about Nintendo was Retro's game was actually not announced. Not You can't even flash a logo, guys? Come on. Unless Donkey they made Kong Crackdown. Maybe they're the developer of Crackdown. <laughs> Retro so, Studios. Jump and ship. Hmm. Well, they can't because Nintendo yeah, owns them. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country 3. Rainforest uh, Freeze. Kind of bummed not to see Star Fox. Yeah. Where is Star Fox? Time Magazine breaks yeah, the news. Way to go. Star Fox is other. The, end, the end of uh, Nintendo's direct... Or a digital event they, mm-hmm. they, that was clearly blurry footage of Star Fox. Not on the show floor. Where the hell is it? Not on the show floor, nowhere. Maybe during a treehouse thing. I don't know. I didn't watch that because well, yeah, we, we were at E3. at E3. So maybe, I don't know. The rumor, the rumor was, what was it, a couple years ago when Nintendo had their actual press conference at mm-hmm. the end, the rumor was that there was going to be a Star Fox teaser. Oh, with the fire... But instead... And they pulled it last minute and they had the fireworks. Didn't make any sense. So, one more thing. And that was two years ago. <laughs> And still nothing. <laughs> but weird. Uh, and then just, just to wrap up, I uh, didn't see Dishonored 2, which I'm kind of bummed about because I know Arcane's... Well, I, I will assume Arcane is working on it. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Um, and then, oh, I really want to tell Tale to show their Game of Thrones series. And Instead, they just did Tales of Borderlands. Sure, which a lot of people are, are super psyched about. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't make bad games anymore. Okay, I'm glad you qualified that because they definitely made bad games recently. <laughs> so, but not anymore. They've yeah. decided not to make bad games anymore. Yep. Only good games. So. That's right. That's a good choice. Uh, and finally, Mirror's Edge 2 did look really good. Uh, I'm glad that EA showed it. Did you guys see the footage of it? Well, they kind of showed it. Yeah, it was a lot of the whole well, EA A lot of it was concept and pro- yeah. yeah, it's still pretty early. The whole EA press conference was just like, here's some sports games and here are games that are nowhere close to even any, being I anything. I don't really like just for a second, I don't like how the EA press conference they would talk about a game for a long time and then show the footage. Like people want to know the stories. I know. I'll just watch the trailer first and then talk about it. I don't. I just. It didn't vibe with me. I don't. It just feel like a weird pace. So, well, what about the hardline beta going live today? That I mean, that's great. That's they should always make announcements like that. So. Every time that happens, PSN breaks. So <laughs> every time it happens, Steve and I were just like laugh and joke because that was your thing and your predictions like, everything will be available now and there's a copy under your seat <laughs> that's right so that that didn't come true except for Dead Rising DLC that was the only thing that was available now well right the Battlefield me. beta Battlefield beta yeah, is right. available now or yeah. and Destiny Alpha damn it okay I'll I think the Entwined is out I think that came out that day too maybe I'm not sure maybe hmm. 
Hmm. So what about your predictions, guys? I didn't actually write any down, so oh. I'll just assume I got them all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, like Thanks. I, said, I did a little bit of playing it off the record, and that was right, and that's pretty much the only thing I can remember because that's what I'm most proud of. Um, well done. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, get some user interaction mm. on uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash express. Talked about... E3's not done yet, because we saw a lot to cover. And we got a couple of replies. Vaughn and Renee replied, mainly just saying that uh, we need to save some stuff to talk about with them. Okay. Which we did. We'll, we'll talk about um, the hard Smash Brothers Vaughn. And okay. you could talk about your adventures with Natsume Booth yes, next week. I will Ooh, talk about Renee. that, so tune in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, regular commenter Stephen Shank says... Uh, who won E3 in your opinion? Hmm. To him, Nintendo did it this year. Uh, ben. I'm going to say Sony took it. I think they had... Well, they went the longest. It was a two-hour conference. <laughs> yeah, it was almost a two-hour press conference. I, when, I remember when it hit the 90-minute mark, I thought this has to be it. And then they kept... Then, the last 30 minutes, they were just showing boom, 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 boom mm-hmm. games. Uh, I think they had the most... Not necessarily the most exclusives... Maybe not the, the biggest megatons, but just like the, in terms of quality content, games that I want to play, fortunately on a system I already own. Right. Uh, I thought the order looked insanely good. The un- Again, the Uncharted 4 in-engine reveal was great. Uh, and the, the, the PlayStation TV announcement was totally out of left field. I yeah. thought for sure they wouldn't bring Vita TV to the U.S. because it kind of bombed in Japan. And You know, uh, it's... I don't know. It's something I might actually buy. You know? Because yeah. I can imagine... Streaming PS4 games to my TV upstairs in my bedroom, that's worth $99 to me, much less playing mm-hmm. Vita games that I don't have a Vita for. Right. So it's really cool to see them not only rebrand to PlayStation TV, which I think is smart, but just to have those hardware announcements, you know, and they, they kind of skimmed over Morpheus, but just to see that stuff moving forward was really cool. So I think they had the most games, they had a lot of stuff to talk about. Again, it was a two-hour press conference, and I really enjoyed it. I'm really surprised they didn't have Morpheus on stage, but I guess it's a little... It's hard to convey that, yeah. and that's why I was on Fallon, and it made right. it kind of tour there. Yeah, you you have to put that helmet on your face to really get it. Right. It's Set. the same thing with Oculus. Like, mm-hmm. VR does not translate well, especially when... Because you're looking at a, a, a screen that's actually two screens on a TV, and how does this translate to my eyeballs? Right. You don't you put it on. When you're watching something like that, you instantly notice the latency. You instantly notice how stupid you look when you're doing <laughs> it. But, but when, like you said, when you get it on, that's the experience. It's not watching yeah. someone else do it. And, sure. um, you know, I was kind of joking, half-joking earlier. We were talking about this before we started recording. Yeah. You know, I, I had said earlier that I thought that Microsoft actually won... Um, because they are getting back on track. It's good to see them being back on message and just not having a disaster like last of, year. of a press conference and just talking about games. And that's they did that. They did that. They just talked about games. They didn't mention Connect once. They didn't. You know, they did not stop. Not once. And it, it was all smooth. It was. I was sitting there during that press conference, and I thought it went very well. But for me, I'm most excited about Sony. Um, for the same reasons that Ben is, it's it's just the the games that I want to play on systems that I already own. You know, they're not trying to convince me to buy something. And of course, I already have a Wii U, and I'm very excited about those properties too. Um, but Sony, I'm just fired up, and, and I, it, it's it's Bloodborne, and it's the it's the Indies on the Vita, it's the Indies on on that system. There's just so much going on, and it's it's just a fraction of what's going to be going on a year a year and a half from now. I mean, it's just going to explode. Mm-hmm. I see their momentum. 
this is just going to be unstoppable. And they still have markets where there's they need they need to do a little better, and no one's doing well in Japan right now. Sure, but to have that momentum here in the West, I'm just I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. I'll also so. give Microsoft the fact that that you know there was that rumor that they're going to have a huge Megaton third party exclusive at Microsoft, and people thought. It, Maybe it's platinum, and it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was really cool. I mean, that's going to be an amazing game. Platinum makes that's incredible scale games. Bound? Yeah, scale yeah. bound. Yeah, and uh, there was again a CG trailer, but whatever. I mean, just the fact that they're making the game. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'll have to go to your house and play it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know. Left field. I'm gonna say we won E3. Oh. Not just us because we were there playing it. Us as gamers because. Everyone had a really good showing. And yeah. The competition is what makes this great. I mean, Microsoft being back on par with Sony is making Sony step up their game. And all these third parties and all these great things. I mean, these console wars on the internet are just getting out of hand. And no company gives a shit about what you do because, you know, their bottom line is not dependent on what, you know, ex-noob slayer on NeoGAF says. <laughs> so I don't think there is a true winner to E3 except all of us who get to experience all this cool stuff either well now or eventually when it when it comes out so well said thanks for that question um steven not you steven steven shank shank and then um we also have a couple emails oh. during this e3 uh, marathon <laughs> um let's see uh, our old pal Tenchi's back. Tenchi sends us an email. Hmm. says, Hey gang, Tenchi here. What game do you think Shigeru Miyamoto is most looking forward to being released? Star Fox. Wait a minute. Where the hell is it? <laughs> no, that one... Okay, so there's this one picture um, on the internet. Yeah. It's Miyamoto and these two kids, right? And they're playing a game together. Mm-hmm. And they just look like they're having the most fun in time in the world. Uh, no, I don't know what game that is. Star Fox. So it's probably Star Fox. <laughs> no, I think it was Mario. Was it Mario Maker? I think this is Mario Maker. Mario Maker. So I think Miyamoto's most excited about Mario Maker because it's what? giving. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's it's giving. Okay, it's hard to make a game. Mm-hmm. It's we're we're not programmers. Teaching teaching kids game design principles via and creativity Mario Maker. and imagination, ah, sure. things like that. Project Spark. Take it away, kids. That's <laughs> sure. way cooler. But I don't know. That's true. I forgot about Project Spark. Now it's like each company has their. Make it yourself game, Project Spark, Little Big Planet Three, Mario Maker, like. and they've said <laughs> right, one of these doesn't really seem like it belongs. Well, well, let's see which one sells the best. Okay, right? I mean that might be. Uh, well, would you be surprised if Mario Maker sold five million copies? Yes, on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, how many copies did Mario Kart sell in one day? It sold four million, right? So one point two million. What's that? One was four million. It was one point two million. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> they've said that they want to put more than just Mario in this game. You know, they want to put other. They haven't said Urban what. Champion. Yeah. Sure, Urban. You make Excite an Urban Champion game. Excite so. Bike Maker. <laughs> but seeing this, just these kids play this game. They're so happy. They're having so much fun, and it's something they can just jump into. And it's something based on a franchise they already love. How many kids go to the Toys R Us and they're like, "I really want the Little Big Planet toys, mommy," or "I really want." That Project Spark board game. <laughs> uh, can I can I have Project Spark bed sheets and underwear? You know, it's right, right. Mario is just as fucking relevant today as it was in 1988 when it surpassed Mickey Mouse as the most recognizable character. You know, licensed character. 
You know, th- these games are still selling millions of copies. And if a kid can make his stupid level in 20 minutes and send it to his buddy, well, probably not because you can't really communicate with people on Nintendo platforms. But you can go to each other's house, you can save your level on your dumb amiibo figure, and then bring it to your friend. Absolutely, he's excited about it. I that. think that kid's playing Minecraft already and he's doing cooler stuff. Yeah, but he's going to stop for a few minutes and he's going to play Mario, <laughs> Mario Maker. I guarantee you that. Plus, okay. I think designing a Mario Maker is so much easier because you can just use a touchpad and draw your levels instead of. Manipulating the two joysticks to make your level on Big Little Big Planet three or however the hell you do it in Project Spark, right? Like I don't Project know. Spark, you just wave your arms around; it just makes <laughs> Fable for you. So, it's, <laughs> or conquer, or a puzzle game. I I really enjoyed the the little splash demo they did at Project Spark because you can make backgammon. That's cool. <laughs> like I, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not joking though. I think that's really neat. Like you can make almost any kind of game you want in there. Project Spark so. seems interesting. I played, messed around a little bit with it last year at E3. They had some cool ideas where they had like an arena type level you designed, and you can make it a twin stick shooter hmm. where the dudes are coming at you, and you're obviously using left stick to move, right stick to shoot. Or you can change where it's a third person arena shooter where then you are down in the pit with him, and it's like a third person shooter with things running at you. And it's the same thing. It's just a different type of. Game, which is interesting. Yeah, it seems really And powerful. then this trailer was just some weird CG thing where you're fighting in some bullshit, and then it's like, where's the rest of the level? I'm right. going to make it for I, you. You better make it. <laughs> well, yeah, Never Conquer the... shows up. It's been 10 years since I got a game. Guess you got to make it. See ya. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> well, you really think Star Fox is the most. I mean, is that your real answer for that? Miyamoto being excited about something. The most excited, yeah. Yeah, I think he's more excited about a new Star Fox than Mario. A game franchise that historically has not sold very well and that cannot be played by most people because most people don't play flight sim combat games. I mean, you look at games like F-Zero, Star Fox, Metroid, even Zelda in Japan, actually don't sell too well. Um, they don't really light up the sales charts like any game with Mario on it. It could be Mario Maker outsells Star Fox. I will. I will bet you one hundred dollars that Mario Maker will outsell Star Fox. Oh, there it that's, is. That's, that's and that's. Well, I'll shake your hand yeah, right you're now. Right. You're probably right. <laughs> All right. But we're not talking about sales. I'm talking about enthusiasm. Yeah, you're probably right. He's well, the same that thing, right? Loves it's the Wii music. So oh man, that was bring that. Well, you know what? <laughs> Mario Maker will have a music mode, so you'll be able to make your own songs in that. So Mario you can make Paint your style. <laughs> song over and over, <laughs> and it's just those three notes. Orchestra hit. Yeah, that whistle sound. I know exactly. The I want the dog about. bark. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's gonna be great. Sure. So, okay, you're probably right. I'll, okay, I will agree. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm a good. I'm gonna go Smash. Just be, he's not making it, but just so people shut the fuck up about it. I'm sure he's tired of hearing about Super Smash Brothers. I know there's mm. a lot of hype and a lot of big crowds surrounding that game. But I think once he that get, gets out into the wild, much relief will be had, and hopefully people will like it. Yeah, and it's gonna move a few million new views. I think. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is gonna. There's probably gonna be a bundle on that with the amiibo figure. Oh, I bet you. That's yeah, true. You know what? Strong prediction. Maybe, you know, that might be the only way to get a certain type of Amiibo figure is to buy oh, that bundle, snap. which really alienates the people that already bought a Wii U. But no, it'll probably just come with one of the figures. It'll come with Mario. Mario. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Or Lonk. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that question, Tenchi. <laughs> one eye is a little higher than the other one. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, Craig writes in, says, Hello, E3 Hype Train. After all the exciting announcements from Nintendo and Sony, and all the exciting announcements from everyone else, what moment made you go, I'm like Jesse from Saved by the Bell, I'm so excited, (laughs) and what do you think they could have done 
better. I thought some of the press conferences had too much concept footage slash pre-alpha footage as opposed to cinematic and gameplay trailers. Okay, I actually appreciate that they did show us that early stage footage. Like, that Criterion project looks incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm more excited about that Criterion project because of what they sh- did show. Whereas if they just showed me a fucking CGI trailer, I'd be like, okay, well, it's not going to look anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I appreciate a good CGI trailer. I think Dead Island 2... Had an awesome trailer, but that's not the fucking game. It's not going to look anything like that. (laughs) Sure. But that's one thing that that company can do really well is make a cool trailer. Yeah, Dead Island 1 was like the best game trailer. One of the best games of all time. Yeah. But then that's a game I've never played, so they did something wrong. (laughs) Right. Well, hey, it sold okay. Well enough to get the game of the year. It sold a ton of copy. We were always sold on that game. Yeah. Completely blindsided by the demand. And I probably would have been one of those people... Until I played it, E3 2011, and I was like, fuck this game. Ah, but, you know. Game. What was the question again? Oh, what was I most... Uh, what are you most most excited about? What blew your mind, oh, well, and what could have been done better? Bloodborne, and give me my copy now. So yeah. that's, that's easy for me. Just, <laughs> I want that game more than anything. out More than anything shown on that floor, uh, that is the one game. If I could choose... If I could instantly make one game at E3 a finished product, it's that. Bloodborne. That's, that's exactly what I want right mm-hmm. now. Because if I put 200 hours or 150 hours into a game I don't really like that much, which is Dark Souls 2, imagine <laughs> how many hours I can put into a game that I actually do like a whole lot. Yeah. Which will hopefully be that. And maybe it won't. But only one way to find out. Just give me the copy right now. Right. I was uh, really excited after playing Far Cry 4. I uh, really liked Far Cry 3 a lot. Yep. Um, and I just want more. I want, I want that. I want Far Cry 4. It looked good. You know, there wasn't much, anything shown at the press conference because it was announced before E3. Yeah. But uh, that's what I'm really excited about. That and Smash Brothers. I'm not as competitive into Smash, but it's fun. It's fun. It's come over, sit on my couch, let's fucking play this. Right. That's what I'm looking forward to more so than anything else. And, you know, playing all those fun little indies with you, you know, Nidhogg and Apotheon and all those was just, uh, like I said, I want couch co-op to come back and yeah. I want it to be great. What do you think they could have done better, though? What do I think they could have done better? Uh, E3 should be four days so I could have more time to play everything. I I don't think I could have done a fourth day, and I didn't even do day one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I agree. There's not enough time for uh, regular people that go to E3 to actually see everything. If you work for IGN or GameSpot, and you set your appointments, and they bring all the games to you, you that's great. But we do not have that luxury, and we have to wait in these lines. And One thing that was awesome when we got our Morpheus demo was we just ran up to the booth, or walked actually, and they gave us just a card, like, here's your time slot, come back then. Yeah. So we didn't have to sit there for two hours. Well, you guys had to do that. I just walked up and had my appointment. Well, it's the same thing, right? It's the, we have, it's the same thing, which is, it's an yeah. appointment. If, if right. all those big games just had an appointment... But then the problem is that you run out of cards in the first hour of every day, so sure. that you still can't... It still doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah. I love that, because we... We got our card, then we waited for Destiny for an hour and a half, and then we just went back and did Morpheus. We didn't have to wait at all. So. I also felt this E3 had a little too many CG trailers. That's every three. Every yeah, E3, I don't know. maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, but people complain about that all the time. But it's either that or you don't hear about this game until next year when there is gameplay. You're right. You gotta get the hype train going. You're right. What about you, Ben? Uh, I will echo this again. I think the Uncharted Four teaser on its own looked cool until. Mm-hmm. That thread went. I think actually prefaced like the, the text that went up before it said like this is actually in engine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kareen Yu, who's now at, at Naughty Dog uh, on Twitter, a few people from Naughty Dog confirmed like yes, this is what the character model looks like in the game. We're targeting 1080 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. You will not believe how good this game looks. Right. Uh, so that really got me pumped. Um, you know, I think 
what they could have done better was just deliver some games that I know are ready to be shown. Yeah. Just a logo or just a tiny teaser. Stuff I've already mentioned, like, well, Last Guardian's probably a lost cause at this point. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe it isn't. Who knows? Uh, but but stuff that had to be there this year. Quantum Break, Star Fox, Game of Thrones. Stuff that, like, everyone was waiting to see that just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're not so far out that there should have been something there. Mm-hmm. But that happens every year, too. Like, people are shocked when games don't show up. Uh, but, you know, they'll be there next year. Or, or before then, you know? Do you think some of those niche games, like Final Fantasy XV, Last Guardian, maybe Persona 5 are being held to Tokyo Game Show? Yes, yeah, and Gamescom yeah. too. Gamescom yeah, We'll definitely yeah. see a lot of stuff, that ever, like every year. Some mm-hmm. stuff that just wasn't ready for E3 we'll see in a few months. Yeah. Yeah. As excited as I am about Persona 5, it has no place at E3, except for in Atlas's booth on their demo reel. It makes no mm-hmm. sense to show Persona 5 at a press conference. Yeah, you're right. Because it's like... I don't know, 100,000 people in America that really love this game, and then you've got millions of other people that's like, what the fuck is this shit? Where's Call of Duty? And it's a PS3 exclusive, right? Yeah. 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 It just, it should never be at a press conference, unless Atlas has a press conference. They're never going to have one. No, not even Atlas had any any bit about Persona 5 at their booth at all, No, yeah, it was was all cue, dancing, and and of course those weren't even playable. And Arena, yeah. Uh, Arena was playable. And they had some other smaller games that were... Yeah, uh, they did. Some cooler looking stuff. They always do that. Yeah, yeah. Western developed, I think, mm-hmm. and and they just they publish them. So, yeah. Um, so thanks for the email, y'all. Uh, thanks for responding to Facebook. Uh, the email, you know, gamerexpress at gmail Before we get out of here, moving aside from games, I mean, what are some things? Just your experiences just overall this week. I mean, anything stuck out to you? Anything you enjoyed the most? Not necessarily game related or anything like that. Uh, well, I mean, at the convention, uh, it was just really cool to ha- see a bunch of people just excited to be there, excited mm-hmm. to see everyone doing well. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, it's everyone won because mm-hmm. everyone brought it, and there was just a lot of cool stuff, and there's not enough time to see it all. Yeah, It was a completely different vibe at this show, and I've been to nine of these now. Um, completely different vibe for, for me on the show floor. Yeah, So I think that's really cool. I think that's the way it should be. Um, I, I don't want an Xbox to fail. I don't want a, a Nintendo to fail because that's what the Atari was. It was just one company making shit games because there was no other choice, right? So we don't want a 1983 over again. Hey, so. in television, man. That was the superior option, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, but nobody, I guess, agreed. <laughs> uh, for me, it was really cool just to hang out with friends that I only get to see once a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of friends, and, uh, developers and publishers, and uh, this year, Sony Sony always takes really good care of their their uh, developer partners, but it was really cool to get to go to their third party party on Wednesday <laughs> and shake Andrew House's hand and have him thank me for my work that I didn't even really do on the E3 app. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with you know, uh, uh, everybody else. But so Andy Boys, Adam Boys, Adam Boys, damn it! <laughs> this get is it beer, right. This is beer number three. Sorry, Adam Boys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to, to uh, you know, talk to Sony execs and have them thank us for our work that, that we've done that's awesome. on PS4 stuff. And that's really cool. Um, and just to see guys like Shane and Garnet and just get to talk to guys that we only really get to see for mm-hmm. you know a few days a year. And that's crazy to me. From, from me being on the outside, you know, these are mm-hmm. people whose opinions I listen to every week. Mm-hmm. Or you know, marketing our community managers that I follow on Twitter and interact with on Twitch every week. And I'm very much on the outside, and Adam will agree with this. Just being like hanging around a pool and seeing all these people that we have no business being near. Yeah, uh, it's it's almost surreal. Yeah, um, it's it's just awesome. Just walking past a food truck and having uh, you know uh, Ono from Capcom, just like, hey, there he is. Can I take your picture? Sure. You know, 
That's yeah. awesome. It's like it's like Disneyland for nerds. So. <laughs> that, that's exactly what my answer is going to be. Where why I love with that question is is all those interactions you don't necessarily see. We had a twenty minute conversation with Garnet Lee last night. You know, if we can confirm to his show, or Jeff Kanata sitting two rows in front of us at, at the Microsoft, Microsoft press, press conference, conference, or running into Adam Boys leaving South Hall. I mean, yeah. all these things that exactly like Stephen said that we listen to or follow, and Eric Pope, you know, and the Harmonics crew, all that stuff is just to that's them, super cool to me. It's it's just you know, okay, well, this guy's here. I'll be nice and take a picture or shake his hand. But to us, it's like it's like meeting someone that's in a. It's band like when you're five years old and there's Mickey Mouse right there. So yeah, you know, like. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I mean it really is cool. I mean, yeah. when Jeff or I'm sorry, when Garnet walked past our table last night at that bar and I yelled his name uh, just to get him to stop, uh, like my, I had little flutters in my stomach just because like standing there like having a conversation with us for no reason. I'm yeah. glad you picked that up because you guys have more in common than than we do with music. Yeah. But we you know we, we hung out with him two years. We ago. We did, yeah. We had drinks with him and Shane and Nick Sutner. Uh, so it's just awesome to have everyone here. And I said this on the last show. I said this is why we need E3. This is why it's important is to bring everyone in our industry together. A, because it's important to get the message out on everything that we've got. But B, it's also really good for the morale of all the developers and the managers, the marketers, publishers. Because they like to get together and hang out mm-hmm. because they're friends. Yeah. And this is like sometimes the only chance they have to actually spend time with each other is this three or four days where they're in Los Angeles once a year in the middle of the summer. So if that's the only chance they've got time to spend together, then get that away from us. Yeah, even on a professional level where they've been working months and years in this project and seeing people smile and have fun with their games over and over again on the show floor, I'm it sure is it's very rewarding. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 like what we have been doing is correct and this is the proof of it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Okay. Before we wrap the show up, one last question for y'all. Um, we kind of mentioned it throughout the show, but if there's one thing you really want to check out, but time forbid it, you couldn't see it. What was that one thing that you are upset that you could not see at this year's show? Uh, Witcher 3 for me. Yeah. I, I think that game is insane. And I know the, the behind the closed doors demo was basically kind of what uh, had already been shown, like mm-hmm. the Griffin tracking level. But everyone who saw it said it was insane. Oh, God, I, just, I can't wait to play that game. So I just wanted to see more of it, mm-hmm. sort of in person. Um, pretty much every game that Warner Brothers had that had all the time demos, I wanted to see all those games. Shadow of Mordor, Batman, Mortal Kombat, and Witcher. I mean, those are all going to be insanely great games, I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see all of them, and we just didn't have time to see any. But, you know, whatever. That stuff will be out soon. Yeah. You know, we'll see new trailers. I mean, some of those games got... Batman just got delayed, but we know it's going to be great. <laughs> so I can wait. I'm a patient guy. I got a backlog, but... That was it. Yeah, that was the one thing, you know, kind of like we were scrambling for time, thinking of like, okay, what are we going to go see? Are we going to go see Mortal Kombat? We can't get in. Are we going to play mm-hmm. Evolve? We can't get in. Ah, so for me, it was like, well, Witcher. I tried to get you, I tried mm-hmm. to talk you guys into going to Witcher, but, you know. I mean, that was in this show, when, when I wanted to go look at Evolve, that's my, that would have been my answer, is I want to go check out Evolve. And I really wanted to just get a churro and <laughs> some ice cream, but no I time. didn't have any of that. Because with Evolve, I'd never heard of it until like a month or two ago. Really? And then like, that sounds, okay, that sounds neat, and the more I hear about it, the more great it sounded. I wanted to go check it out, but too many things, not enough time. It's out in a few months. Yeah. This E3 seemed like it went by so fast, faster than any other E3 I went through, mm. but... But I feel like I did a lot, but I feel like I didn't do enough, you know, either. <laughs> right. I mean, what was your real answer, Stephen, besides your churros? Yeah, um, I agree with Ben. The Warner Brothers stuff, uh, I didn't see any of it, and I wanted to see all of it. But mostly Mortal Kombat, because um, when Mortal Kombat 9 had its theater demo, it's the same situation, but 
worse because the line was longer. Yeah, because it, it had just come back. Mortal Kombat was gone. Right. And now it's back. So okay. it, was, it was a two-hour wait to get into that demo theater for nine back then. But when I got in that room, it's fucking Ed Boon, like, standing there <laughs> doing the presentation. This is a guy that I've followed, you know, since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a gaming personality, one of the few gaming personality developers that you actually knew who he was. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was like the Mortal Kombat team, it was id Software. There just weren't a lot of Western developers that put those personalities out front. You know, it was Lord British. It was mm-hmm. so to be in that room with Ed Boon and he's, his voice is all gone because he's been talking for three sure. days. Just he's you can see how passionate he is about his game. And that's something that he has not lost in twenty years of developing games. He's as passionate today as he was 20 years ago when he was making Mortal Kombat 2. So I don't know if he was... He probably wasn't there this year, but Mortal Kombat always has an awesome uh, theater demo. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the audio. It's it's the... Just seeing the craziness you, of that you game You feel the first those time. punches every time they're So I would have loved to have seen that, um, but, you know, whatever. Didn't have enough time, so... <laughs> we'll see more very soon. Yeah. Sure. Of all these games. <laughs> Uh, any final remarks? Anything else y'all want to say? Anything else we passed up on or missed on or any other closing statements before we finish, go to special stages and finish this out? Hmm. 2014. Long week, tiring week. <laughs> it has been a long week. I don't know. We've been fairly thorough. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Stephen? Uh, I was glad to not see so much um, like cell phone stuff at E3. I know mobile <laughs> bag and... But there wasn't any, so yeah. I, not that I saw. Maybe I don't. Square Enix didn't even have anything to show. Not Gree really. wasn't on the floor this year. Although Gree, you know, two years ago they had a very nice, comfy booth mm-hmm. with nice free drinks and cool, mm-hmm. nice squishy t-shirts, carpet, squishy carpet. Yeah, but that's always. I think I really think mobile belongs somewhere else. Um, I just it doesn't make sense to me to have it there. But and it wasn't there this year, so cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's uh, it's pushing late over here. Let's uh, let's go to special stages and uh, wrap this up. Um, I'll I'll go first. The um, every year we come out here, we always have our little traditions, little hot spots we like to hit, and one of them was this little arcade in the mall in Little Tokyo. <laughs> and I was uh, this year, I went the past three years, and it was fun because you don't see arcades like that very often. I mean, we have ours in the back of our store, but like it's all going into this redemption. Giant touchscreen, Fruit Ninja, things like that. And I was really sad. We, we went over there, we got to the mall, and it was closed. <laughs> the mall wasn't, but the arcade But the arcade was, was closed, yeah. and now it's replaced by this giant bowling alley, fake arcade, nonsense, whatever. But, um, yeah, I really like the one in there. I like playing all the, like, Samba de Amigo and Street Fighter and this weird little three-button WarioWare micro-type game, <laughs> which is really random and all over the place. But, um, yeah, I was just sad to see that go. It kind of bummed me out a little bit today. Come down to Austin, Texas. We've got great Japanese-style arcades. <laughs> cool. So, I mean, you know, that's mine. Steven? I was surprised, um, speaking of our E3 traditions, we usually go to this ramen shop that some people say is overrated, and some people say it's the best ramen in, you know, L.A., but, I mean, it's good, and it's cheap. Uh, so we got there expecting a two-hour wait, and it was like, no wait, basically. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I think the Kings game might have helped a little bit with I that. I do think we got lucky, and we were worried that the Kings game would make it worse. But we yeah. were there uh, in the middle of the game, which means that you know people were actually watching it. And the, the, they do have a TV at uh, Daikokuya. Daikokuya! <laughs> the, the TV is a 13-inch CRT that is never turned on. It's just sitting above <laughs> the entrance. You wouldn't even know it was there unless you looked above the door. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're leaving, but there is a television there that's never used, so uh, I always enjoy going there. 
Uh, yeah. Well, so the way that we wrapped up the show, I know, like, so remember we had 15 minutes left and we were sort of scrambling to see what we could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I spotted uh, Tyler Malka, who runs NeoGaf. Evil Lore. Evil from Lore from NeoGaf, Neo-Gaf. the owner of NeoGaf. And we just ended up, I knew him randomly through some friends in Austin, and so we ended up just chatting him up for the, the final 15 minutes of the show. And it was hilarious talking to him because famously, I guess, uh, NeoGaf has been turned down from for getting a media pass this year because mm-hmm. it's, it's a forum and not a blog. <laughs> so it's just hilarious talking to him. And <laughs> what was the example he gave? It was like, some kid can have a, a Sonic fan blog that never gets updated <laughs> and he gets a media pass but not fucking NeoGAF where all of the internet's video gaming news comes from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he was he was really, really fun to talk to. Uh, yeah. That was a good way to end the show. You know, I, I'd rather just, like, talk to someone I know and just hang out rather than just, mm-hmm. like, scramble to try and get some... Unless it's Skylander's swag, in which case... Yeah, because, you know, we got to on eBay for $200. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, it was, it was a cool cool way to finish the show, and as usual, it was really cool to finish it because we were in the, in the Nintendo space, mm-hmm. and they have a million people working those booths, and they, it was just cool to have everyone, like, erupt into applause when, when, yeah, when the, it, was over. it hit 5 o'clock. Everyone was high-fiving each other, and we were just cheering, like, we did it! We made it! <laughs> We we did it. So <laughs> we survived another one of these crazy shows. Yeah, a lot of the people we met, like they're all super nice, super chill, like mm-hmm. way more down to earth. Despite this crazy hectic week, I know they're having because they actually have real responsibilities. I'm like, well, you might with Hellfire, but Steve and I. No, we don't have responsibilities. <laughs> Most likely yeah. don't. Well, I mean, let me tell you, like working booths at shows previously, like at Ignition, like working the El Shaddai booth at Comic Con was a nightmare. But you're right. still grateful to have the opportunity to meet so many people mm-hmm. and that was great but like yeah at hellfire we just have meetings with sony and then the rest of the trip is just soaking up things and meeting other people and yeah so yeah it was, it was relatively stress-free mm-hmm. and yeah everyone's really really chill yeah it was it was a really good show i'm glad yeah this is what definitely probably my one of my if not my favorite e3 in the four years i've gone just because i felt like i got so much accomplished saw so many things interact with so many people Mainly thanks to you, because you are actually in this industry and yeah. know a lot of people. But going to Hotel Fig and just chilling and, you know, seeing John Drake and the Harmonics group be drunk and <laughs> running to Garnet Lee and just things like that. That, that. That's super cool. That was really fun, yeah. But uh, I guess it. That's our show. We're Oof. pushing two and a half hours. Jesus. Wow. And there's a lot we didn't even get to cover, but, you know. Plenty left to talk about. I appreciate y'all joining me. Um, thanks, y'all, for listening. You can find me on Twitter, as always. I'm at Adam Arinder. I'm at DJ Bluis. And I'm at Steve Gameware. And you can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR. This podcast, facebook.com slash GamewareExpress. Um, and can, on SoundCloud. You can on SoundCloud, listen through your browser, iTunes, listen on your iPad or your iOS device. You can drop us a rating on there. I think that's it. <laughs> it feels, feels We're on LiveJournal, probably. Mm-hmm. So. That's, our next, that's our next outing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, E3 2014 in the books. Woo! Only uh, next year, July, uh, June 16th through 18th, E3 2015. Let's start getting our predictions in right now. Last Guardian, there, yes or no? Last Believe. Guardian, there, and available that day. <laughs> and it's free. Under Vita your seat. Exclusive. The, yeah, and Boom. it's Oculus and Morpheus at the same time. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Also, I predict that the Wii U will launch a keyboard controller once they announce that uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 is exclusive to Wii U in North America and free-to-play, and you'll get a keyboard controller with that as well, so you can type uh, with a real keyboard, a mechanical keyboard at that, so it's $130 value, (laughs) which is a better way to type. 
So okay. yes, that that's my prediction. Uh, Star Fox Metroid crossover available fall 2015. Uh, you've also going to have uh, more pinball RPGs than ever. The first of all, <laughs> the first big one will be published by Atlas this Atlas. year. That's not a that's not a guess. That's a fact. Yeah. But next year, you will see no less than three other pinball <laughs> RPGs available. Uh, so that's going to be a hot new thing. And we will have one new player in the NFC market. Uh, who that will be, you will find out then. But there will be one major publisher to enter that. So there will be four NFC, uh, that, and that's what I got. So Wow. Yeah. Uh, just basically all the stuff I was wrong about this year. <laughs> we'll actually <laughs> be right year. next year. Yeah. Uh, Retro. Well, she will, sure, Retro's game will be announced. Quantum <laughs> Break will be mentioned, etc. Any, any major defectors, people leaving one company to go to another, who will no longer work for the company they work for now, only to start... Working at another major Shigeru company. Miyamoto going to Zynga. Going to Zynga. Oh, boom. Snap. There we go. I don't know. Who cares? Yep. Everything will be fine. Let's I say Eric Pope will develop the next Forza game. So <laughs> it's going to turn 10. Yeah. That's it. I'm just going to say Half Life 3, drop the mic, Quad City DJs, take us out. Yeah.